Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. And we like it to talk about the radios and many other things. So let's get started, shall we? Hello, Leia. Hello. How are you? This I'm week? well. It's almost so time for up. Turkey Day. I Did this sneak up on you? 100%. I feel surprised. Yes. I've fully been surprised by Thanksgiving being next week. I can't even. Yes. So c- right up top, happy Thanksgiving, since we will not be talking to you again until after Thanksgiving. Oh, we're not going to podcast on Thanksgiving? The podcast wouldn't come out until the day after Thanksgiving. It comes out on Black Friday. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. I mean, it, from a literal sense. Yes. By the time we drop the podcast. Yes. I see, I see. So, yes, this is the last podcast before Thanksgiving. Yes. And probably, well, we should probably talk about Black Friday next week. We should yeah. probably do that. Not to make And you know what? We're really, we're really thankful for you, yeah. dear listeners. I'm, I'm thankful for you, Leah, but uh, I'm also thankful for the listeners. I'm, I'm thankful for you. <laughs> you know, you really can convey a lot of different feelings <laughs> in the tones. way that you, you change... <laughs> <laughs> the tonal quality of a, of a of a thing. I'm very thankful for you. I'm glad. It means. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for listening to the Ham Radio Crash Course. We appreciate it. We'd like to kick off the show with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. Uh, I am going back to the tablet, so I I've got a the interest. tablet. Well, so. I've got an interest to go back and, and figure out what's good in the tablet to, world for ham radio. chisels? Yes, specifically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's, it's it's such a... It's granite or marble. It's just a weird <laughs> hobby that like majority of everything happens on Windows. There's like a diehard group of people that are Linux. Mac operators are just, you know, they're out in the cold. But like it is Windows. Our hobby is a Windows hobby, right? Mm. But oddly enough, really there's also the world. yeah, there's also a burgeoning community of of apps, if you will, that are all uh, Android. Android is still actually pretty good for amateur radio applications, and if you are an amateur, like an Android user for phone or tablet, mm-hmm. you're actually not bad off with going with uh, with some Android devices. And the, the nice thing about it is, there's a couple of really cheap ones out there. The cheap Android devices are are like pretty plentiful for what they are and what they do. Uh, for instance, all of the iCom software that you can use like with your handheld, like you can use a tablet using iCom software to be a go-between for like D-Star for running in terminal mode, which is really, really handy. Um, among things like APRS Droid, which we've talked about a whole lot. But I stumbled on one. I didn't buy this. Uh, mind you, I, I didn't buy this. But You don't have an Android. I have an Android tablet. I have oh. like a $100 Lenovo Android. Oh, tablet. I see. Yeah. But I found a tablet called the OnePlus Pad. I think it's like $300 or $400. And it's it's pretty good, like pretty decent for its capability. So if you are in, if you want kind of an ultra portable type setup, you might want to look at an Android tablet for some of the amateur radio applications that are out there. You'd be surprised if you go to the Google Play Store and you look up like, different softwares, amateur radio, ham radio, that kind of stuff, you'd be surprised what you find. So shout out to Android. We'll probably be doing another video on that in the future because I think it's been like two years since I last did a video, a live stream on what I've been doing with the tablets. Mm. So I figured we'd catch up on what's going on in that scene. We did find out that the 
Is it the Jankopotamus laptop? Mm-hmm. Very easily broken. The Jankopotamus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have one that's broken. Uh, ben has broken the trackpad. So now he <laughs> must use a secondary mouse with it all the time. Edison's is broken, though. Oh, what happened to it? The screen. Oh, he broke the screen? Yeah. I would argue that most laptops are easy to break. If you can <laughs> given the right children. Given, given the right capabilities of the right children, uh, they will pretty much take care of themselves. That's okay. Edison didn't need access to the internet. Anymore. No, that's too Really got to shelter his brain for a while. <laughs> yeah. YouTube's already running a mess with him. We have to keep him off of YouTube like every hour of the day. We caught this kid up in the middle of the night. He thought we were sleeping. And got up to get on YouTube. I, was, we have, did yes. it, was it deleted? Did we delete the app? Yes, but you can reinstall the app very easily. The controls on this Android TV. No, it's not, it's an not, Apple TV. No, this was, he was accessing it through the no, Android he was using the, he was oh. using the Apple. It's down at the bottom. He, wow. hid the, he hid the app like down in a folder. He figured out how to make like collections of apps and he started putting apps <sighs> in there. So we have to figure and, out that. And it says on meat. the folder, it says not Edison's folder. <laughs> Definitely not Edison's. Uh, don't open. Ben's, Ben's apps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what it says. Leia, would you like to take a test? <laughs> There's a pregnant pause there. Uh, I guess we're doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am on sub-element element. G2B, mm-hmm. uh, I have seen 35% of the questions. My aptitude is 20%. Oh, my God. Because I'm not through all the questions. So, yeah, you know okay. I mean? So, if I've seen 35%, mm-hmm. but my aptitude is 20, that means that by the end, theoretically, I should be over 50%. Let's. Good to know, but we need to get you to 75%. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. (laughs) That's that's the goal. I mean, your math is all checking out. Yeah. (laughs) uh, I can't say what it's checking out is good. Wow. (laughs) All right. The first question reads, which of the following is good amateur practice for net management? A, transmit the full net roster at the beginning of every session. Mm-hmm. B, always use multiple sets of phonetics during check-in. Just switch it up. <laughs> yeah. Keep people on their toes. What was the what was the phonetics that Ben came up with? <laughs> it was, we, we said that we were going to use that from now on, but... I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, C, all of these choices are correct. Or D, have a backup frequency in case of interference or poor conditions. Hmm. it's have a backup frequency right yeah because nets are for emergencies yeah yeah i mean some are some are just dudes complaining about stuff all right i'd like both (laughs) (laughs) hey then ham radio's got you covered (laughs) how often may races training drills and tests be routinely conducted without special authorization you need special nothing about this hobby needs special authorization other than licensing oh that one we gotta go to biden (laughs) we need the uh super special plus (laughs) a no more than one hour per month b no more than one hour per week c no more than two hours per week or d no more than two hours per month 
Oh, no more than one hour per week. Mm. Huh. What is a Racy's training drill? I don't know. I'm not in Racy's. What? That's like, that's, you got to be like, it's part of FEMA. Brian. And you have to do like so many hours. I know. Yeah. And you got to do That's how they get you. You have to to do so many hours to qualify to like remain in it. These are like serious volunteers. Where do you have to like get the hours <laughs> by doing these training things like you oh. have to, yeah, yeah yeah it's, it's but legit. no not more than one hour per week no absolutely not so it's <laughs> it's rare you have to you've got to be ready it's at least once a week though no more than one hour yeah. a week right so you have a one hour meeting a week right right, right. <laughs> hear me out hear me out bunch of five minute meetings most efficient in person <laughs> in person <laughs> I'm sorry. Is, there, are, is this my job? Are you my job? All right. Which of the following describes full break-in CW operation? Oh, this should be good for you. QSK. Okay. A, breaking stations send the Morse code sign BK. Have it your way. Remember British Knights? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And all the moms didn't want the kids to have them because gangs would find you and they'd target you and they'd beat you up. What? The British Knights gang. <laughs> what are you talking about? My mom. <laughs> I grew up with my mom say? reading some news story that there are, are gangs. Fight? Were they fighting with the kids gang? No. Like, the, what are you talking about? The British about? Knights gang, which happens to be centered around this shoe. If they spot a kid wearing British Knights, they'll stop, beat them savagely, <laughs> and steal the shoes. That's not true. Now, that my favorite, be true. totally, totally. That ask my mom. Ask that, my mom. I mean, the, your no, mom like, may have believed. I'm it. sure that there was a news story where some kid got beat up and they stole his British Knights. Yes, I am sure yes. that happened. Yes, British Knights were probably mentioned by name. Yes. But then you get, you know, dumb news in the 90s, right? People behind it get real crazy, right? All that stuff. So it turned into like a gang called the BKs, the British Knights, that were going around wrestling people for their shoes (laughs) in the streets. Now you get a bunch of elementary school white kids hearing this from their moms. And inevitably, people start making up stories that one guy, and it's my favorite, I still remember to this day, one guy started repeating that they actually (laughs) wait for you in the trees. (laughs) And they jumped out on you. If they see that you're... As long as you're avoiding trees, you're cool. Wear your shoes, man. Wear your BK. (laughs) Just don't be around trees. Apparently, apparently, this is the... uh, In Whittier, California, we had a a a, co- a, a, a sub element of the case <laughs> that were specifically trained by ninja, <laughs> tree based ninja. Apparently, <laughs> so it was of the hidden leaf. It was Naruto. Yes. It was yeah. Naruto ninjas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, I bet I bet that's even more reason for Whittier not to be a tree city, USA. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that's, that's why you never had BKs in Cerritos. That's. Never had them. <laughs> trees Wasn't everywhere. Trees everywhere. Trees everywhere. <laughs> That's and you know what? I see so few trees in front of houses in Whittier. That's right. That's, <laughs> That's 
explaining so much. That's right. You got it. We cracked the nut. Did you know the first time I was on TV was because I didn't know you were on I TV. Was, I was in Little Saigon with my family. Uh huh. And, you know, I'm from the streets. So, right. Yeah. That's what we covered. <laughs> Many times. And a, and a reporter came up to me to talk to me about Vietnamese gangs. Were you just alone again, as, <laughs> as was your way as a child? No, no, no. I was like a teenager. Oh, okay. And I was, I'm sure I was wearing, as of the style, a like tight-fitted shirt and very baggy maroon jeans or something. Yeah, yeah. You got your jinkos looking, on? Looking like a G. Right. <laughs> right? Bare so, midriffs everywhere. So, and then they asked me. If I knew about the gang problem, Little Saigon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I basically said something to the effect of, yeah, I've heard about it. And they were like, well, like, you know, where where have you heard about it? Blah, blah, blah. I heard about it from the news. <laughs> also, it wasn't from Little Saigon. They're like, quick, get her off here. Get her, get her out of here. We can't. Most disappointing moment. They're like, well, that was. I heard it from you. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, it was like ABC, it was ABC News or something. Oh, oh, so not yeah. even people from no. Little Saigon. <laughs> this is Brenda. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I bet they thought they found. <laughs> A gangster girl. <laughs> yeah. Because you're from the streets. Right, right. Got it, got it, got it. Right. And then I spoke eloquently <laughs> as as a student of Whitney High School. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no. I don't know. And then they had to go back and report, there are no gangs in Little Saigon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Field correspondent Leia. <laughs> All right. Option B. Option B. For the question uh, that reads, which of the following describes full break-in CW operation QSK? Mm-hmm. B. An operator must activate a manual send-receive switch before and after every transmission. C. Automatic keyers instead of hand keys are used to send Morse code. Or D. Transmitting stations can receive between code characters and elements. I got this one wrong, but D, transmitting stations can receive between code characters and elements. Yeah, it's it's basically that the, your radio switches very quickly from a transmit state to a receive state. Mm-hmm. So for people that aren't used to QS, QSK... It can be a little bit jarring to have it go from hearing your side tone and then back to listening and then back to side tone and back to listening constantly as you're keying. Mm-hmm. The advantage of that, though, is it gives you a quick feedback if somebody is is, is transmitting the same time you are. Because oh. sometimes what happens with CW is uh, people step on each other. Sure. It'll be multiple people that are trying that, that are talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And just the timing, they haven't got the timing down. And one guy's not done completely because he's going slow, and the other guy already starts up. Mm. And you'll miss part of the second guy's, you know, statement or you know whatever he's saying at the time. So, QSK can be nice if you can if you can deal with it. A lot of people, more experienced CW ops, will will inevitably end up 
probably doing QSK, but most people don't start out there. All right. Which of the following complies with the commonly accepted amateur practice when choosing a frequency on which to initiate a call? A, all these choices are correct. B, listen on the frequency for at least two minutes to be sure it's clear. C, identify your station by transmitting your call sign at least three times. Or D, follow the voluntary band plan. The answer is D. Follow of course. The, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the next question reads, what should you do if a CW station sends QRS? A, repeat everything twice. B, send slower. C, increase your power. Or D, change frequency. The answer is B, send slower. I need to remember this one. I'm going to attempt my first soda, hopefully this weekend. What? With CW. I was going to say, you've done you've done sodas before. <laughs> With Morse code, specifically. Wow. Are you going to spot yourself? Of course. <laughs> Am I am I done or how many have you done? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let let's go with with sure. If you'd like to study along with Leah, you can at hamstudy.org. We like hamstudy.org because once you make an account, it will keep track of your practice tests and it will tell you what you are screwing up on. And if you're using the website, it's completely free. If you want to get the phone app, there's a I don't know, it's a couple bucks to be able to do That's that. Fine. But just pay for it. Yeah, it's totally worth it, though, because hamstudy.org <laughs> and the people that run hamstudy.org are the same people that have created the software that allows us to test you when you are new to amateur radio. Online. So just online. Yeah. Yes. Live online. You don't have to be in person. You totally can test online. Thanks Back to in Ham. Josh's day. Back in my day. <laughs> all my licenses were in-person tests. I had to wait. <laughs> yeah, and, and I literally, this wasn't even an option for me. Right. There was no option. I had option. to wait, and then I had to go into the... I didn't have to wait. What do you mean? You had to wait for a test date. Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. But it was it was always the third Saturday of the month. Sure. I had oh, to sorry, wait. last Saturday of the month. I had to wait a whole month. <laughs> I had to wait a whole month, and then I had to drive to El Segundo. Walked through some homeless encampments. <laughs> what? I thought it was in a bad area of El Segundo. <laughs> no. Just, it was totally fine. Got my Eric Schatz. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, no, no Eric Schatz. I would never go to El Segundo without getting Eric Schatz. <laughs> <laughs> we also really like the test prep books that are made by, you know, our favorite person, Gordon West. He has technician, general, and extra books. There will be links in the show notes so you can avail yourselves of those. We also like the, well, we, I like the Fast Track to Your Ham Radio license books that are on Audible. And again, we will have links to everything, so you can check those out in the show notes. Thanks for doing that. Well, join the conversation by leaving a review over on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is kind of like, when you leave a review there, it's kind of like leaving a comment and a thumbs up on a YouTube video. Yeah. So if you've done that before, then, you know, maybe if you're willing, go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and we would appreciate it if you gave us a five star with, along with that. It's and the only way we know the show's any good. It's the only way Leia knows cuz there is literally metrics for podcasts <laughs> might as well be black magic. I don't know <laughs> what anyone was thinking. Like I don't know, what if we like made a mixtape but it's just like one really long song? And we just upload it on the internet. <laughs> and then we don't know anything else about it after that. 
<laughs> and then it's just gone. And then we like lose a bunch of money because we pay for hosting. <laughs> and I mean, it tells us how many times it's been downloaded, but I mean, that could be like to a, a smart refrigerator. <laughs> That's right. Remember smart refrigerators? They still have them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we appreciate it if you can leave a review over on the Apple Podcast or emailing us. And don't worry, there's a whole segment of the show devoted to just that at Leia at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious. And we appreciate it. With that said, no reviews. We're on a, uh, a three-episode drought of reviews. There's no there. reviews? Nope, no reviews. Are you sure? I mean, I'm not seeing any on Apple, but we know that a couple of times a year, Apple gets all butthurt and doesn't actually give us the comments that people are leaving. So maybe you see something different when you pull it up, but I don't uh, see any. So I, I mean, I could have sworn that I saw a review. That, well, if you can. That did not sound good. What? Yes. Where? Let me see if I can pull it up. Well, I can't find the review now, but it looked like somebody really didn't like the CW Lounge. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> That's, I, I distinctly remember reading that. That's the new segment <laughs> of Sweeping the Nation, the CW Lounge. Which no. Which here shortly. No. It, y yes. It, they did not like it. They loved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into you the ready? unknown I will go, go. for I shall ready? fear no Let's man go. of peace. One go. foot after on. the other, for go. I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Welcome to the Leia's Preparedness Corner. That's what we call this. That's right. What are we talking about this week, Leia? Well, this week, despite my neighbor, my Karen of a neighbor, calling me unpatriotic, the committee that I'm on is called Let Freedom Ring Committee. <laughs> okay. Yes. I went to my first meeting uh, because the committee uh, makes decisions on multiple festivals. Mm -hmm. And while I was at the city, I perused the resources they had. The resources? Okay. Yes. Uh, what kind of the, resources? the meeting is um, in the sheriff station meeting room, okay, and, which is connected to the community safety office. Yep, and they have just lots of different pamphlets and flyers of things. Of things, right? Okay, this is what staff does. Makes, they make fun little flyers yes. for people. Now, one is a Cerritos emergency planning guide. Cerritos Emergency Planning Guide for emergencies in Cerritos. Right. Okay. But, but first, I want to mention that they did have worksheets for something called a family communication plan. Oh, okay. All right. And it appears that this actually comes from FEMA. Oh. And they didn't blatantly say in like where it was placed that it was for children mm -hmm. but this literally says ready.gov slash kids okay so, okay it is know the numbers okay. so it basically is a worksheet to write down the numbers of all of the parents adults neighbors trusted people 
And then it tells them to draw a map. Okay. So that they know where to go, where their meeting spot is, Mm -hmm. in a way that they would understand. Yeah, I like that. Right? So you could give a kid a map. They don't know Jack about reading maps. Right, right, right. Right? Unless they're scouts. You have to align your compass. Yeah. (laughs) Set the declination. But I mean, I imagine a young child might put the house with cats. Right. (laughs) The house house that Sasha's at. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Just... right. So, uh, yes. So it has a way for them to draw a map in a way that they would remember. Right. I like uh, that. Then an out-of-town contact, work information. I'm going to have to assume that's for their parents, not them themselves. Right. Well, they're going <laughs> to yeah. have to call in sick. Yes. <laughs> the neighborhood meeting place and the regional meeting place. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And the school information. Right. Then the last page. Place, okay. Yeah, if it's not, I'm assuming it's that like the, the, the sheriff station or something. Right, right. Or if you're if you're near something uh, where the community can gather, mm-hmm. like I would bet for our neighborhood, the elementary school or the church. Yeah, but everybody has their own elementary school, yeah. so the regional lo- meeting location would be the sheriff station. Okay. I mean, that can't hit, take the whole city, though, so that's true. Edison's would be the, the Pokemon store. Yes, absolutely. The Pokemon He's got to do something while he's... Right. Yeah. And if the doors are open and there's nobody there, even better. Right. Because for some reason, that store has things in there that you're not allowed to buy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. very close to it's things really... you are allowed to right, buy. Right, right. It's really funny. They're like, oh, no, I'm not selling that. So, why did why you bring it, it to work, man? <laughs> like... You're just showing off? Yeah. <laughs> like nerd. Uh, then the last page has family information, including their social security numbers. Oh. That's an important medical information. Like, I don't yeah. know about that. And then medical contacts. And then it says, just read this in the old weather radio, kid. Yes, exactly. And then insurance information for uh-huh. medical insurance uh, and homeowners or rental insurance. So that's what they want the kids to know. I okay. I mean, the, the map is good. The map is a good thing. Yeah. Hey, you know who would get the census done? Who? Noah. They wouldn't even need to ask you. Exactly. They know. They already know. That's why their name's Noah. They know a lot about you. Yeah, exactly. All right. So the emergency planning guide titled, Get Prepared Now. Not later. No. Not after the emergency. That's the wrong time. Yes. In Cerritos, we must be prepared for all types of disasters. Natural. Many of them tree related. Natural and man made. Like the British Knights. Right. <laughs> the man made disaster. Uh, including earthquakes, floods, civil unrest, and terrorism. Oh. Those are apparently the, you know, when you list examples, those are the things you're actually talking about. Right, right, right. Every- it's, like, it's like the ingredients uh, on a piece of food, right? You, right. The, the first one listed, the most of that. We've yes. got the most of yes. this. The mo- like earthquakes. Yeah. Got it. Sure. <laughs> Flooding. Oh, really? We are actually in or adjacent to a flood zone. Right? Sure. Uh, but then also the sewers don't drain well. So <laughs> <laughs> also, also that. Uh, but then the next one is civil unrest. Yes. Uh huh. I mean, it's a good thing we've contained that in in Facebook. Yes. <laughs> It's so good that we have that. Capability. It's so funny that this is one of the items uh-huh. because almost every protest 
in Cerritos right. has had police escorts that you can't tell if they're a part of the protest or if they're as, like just keeping the protesters in line. Right, you right, know, right, right, right. like everybody's just real <laughs> kumbaya about it. I guess. Right, right, right. Uh, and um, terrorism. Yeah. So it's important for everyone to plan ahead for these types of incidents. And the first thing you're supposed to do is make a plan. Plan how your household will stay in contact. And I'm a little bit irritated that the family communication plan didn't actually tell kids how they're supposed to, like, actually get in contact. Because half of kids don't have cell phones. That's a good point. <laughs> Look at all these now phone numbers. Now that I have all this, these numbers, <laughs> what do I do with them? I don't... Like, because we don't have a landline or Kids, anything. let me tell you about a burner cell phone. The, the only way our kids can call anybody is by going up to, like, an Alexa. Mm-hmm. And they go, call, just screaming call names. Grammy. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't know that they would know how to dial a number and then hit the call button. I mean, if the emergency is bad enough, too, I mean, why would you assume you have, like, the internet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, okay, what are we what are we trying to do here? And also, if an emergency is bad enough, you don't have cell phones either. Yeah, hypothetically. Yeah. Right? Not one mention, FEMA, about ham radios. What's up with that? Just kids love walkie-talkies. What? Just put it in there. Tell your mom and dad to get a GMRS radio. <laughs> like... Go buy some wacky tackies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So make a plan on how you're going to stay in contact. Post emergency numbers in your telephones. This seems, Again. seems old. Right. <laughs> uh, draw a floor plan of your home and mark two escape routes in each room from each room so that everyone in the home knows these routes. Okay. All right. Discuss your evacuation plan with your family. What important items would you need to take? What arrangements can you make for your pets? Other than service animals, pets are usually not allowed in public shelters. So you got to figure out if you don't, if you're going to end up in like a FEMA tent that you've got accommodations for your beloved I mean, I don't, pets. What, what does that mean? It, uh, that's just basically saying, say bye to your pet. No, you got to make arrangements for your pet. What, what do you mean, mean make arrangements? It's an emergency. Yeah, you got to find out if there's an emergency vet that will abort your pet. Abort your pet? Abort. Abort. Why would we abort the pet? It's I don't know, Leigh. You said it. That will board your pet. You said abort, but it sounded like <laughs> abort. I'm like, that's eh, a little late. <laughs> Pick a friend or relative that lives out of the area Tell them they are your plan. (laughs) They are what? (laughs) It says pick a friend or relative who lives out of the area for you and your household members to contact. But in my mind, it was tell them you're coming. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Make sure everyone in your household knows how to shut off water, gas, and electricity at the main switches. Uh, that's one thing I assume that nobody but me knows how to do. Yeah, that's true. No, I know how to turn off the main electrical switch. Yeah. And you could, you can't the water. It, I can't reach it. That's true. Uh, and how do you turn off gas? Um, I ask you. <laughs> 
think the idea is that you're supposed to be able to I know. To How do I turn off the gas? So every valve that you find, like that has a flow. Yeah. If you look at the handle. Yes. And the handle is in line with the pipe. Yes. That means it's going with the flow. Right. If you turn the handle so it's perpendicular. Okay. Now it's stopping the flow. Right. But there's not a main? Yeah, on the side of the house where okay. the gas main is, okay. there is a... Oh, I do know where that is. Never mind. I can turn it all off. There's a square yes. protrusion on a on an elbow ball valve. Yes. You take a pair of pliers. They, I, I think once upon a time I had a gas wrench zip tied to the mains, but mm. I think when they swapped the mains out, they took the wrench. I don't know why they would do that. Thieves. That seems bad. Um, but yeah, you just use that and just just torque it over until it's perpendicular with the with the line. All right. Contact your local utilities if you have a question <laughs> about the shutting. Uh, there's a huge gas fire, and my husband is not here. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do with the gas? Take a first aid and CPR class. Reduce the economic impact of your disaster on your property and your household's financial health by reviewing insurance policy before disaster strikes, property, flood, life, and health insurance, and make sure they're current and meet your current needs. When you get the meeting notice for when the disaster is going to be held, <laughs> make sure you review your policies. Yes. Take photos and or video of the inside and outside of your home, including valuables such as jewelry, computers, in case proof is needed that of your belongings prior to an incident for insurance claims. Then upload it to YouTube for some clout. Keep electronic and printed copies of these photos and keep backups at an alternate location. For example, a relative's home outside of the area. Once again, you're, you've are you got to rely on somebody who doesn't live where you are. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Right. Okay. Consider setting money aside for, in an emergency savings account that could be used during a crisis you may also want to keep a small amount of cash or traveler's checks <laughs> traveler's checks remember those wow at home in a safe place i have to talk to them about this <laughs> i'm like remember to bring your diners club card <laughs> As it may be difficult to get cash from banks or ATMs immediately. Be sure to check on neighbors who may need special assistance. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Then disaster kit. Oh, this is the kit now. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Water. Yes. Water for five days. One gallon per person per oh, day. Okay, good. I'm like, are they going to tell you how much? Yeah. Uh, one gallon per person per day is just consuming it. That right. has nothing to do with right. hygiene. All right. Ready to eat canned meats, fruits and vegetables, canned or boxed juices and soups, high energy foods like peanut butter, jelly, crackers, granola bars and trail mix, okay. food for infants, elderly persons or persons on special diets, comfort and stress foods in small amounts like cookies, hard candy, sweetened cereals, lollipops, instant coffee and tea bags, mm-hmm. non-perishable pasteurized milk. That is bad advice because there is not non-perishable. Yeah, there is. It's powdered milk. Powdered milk? That's what they mean. Then it should say powdered milk. There's also canned milk. Oh, that stuff's awful. Oh, yeah. No. So is is powdered milk. All right. Infant formula. If you have a baby, obviously, don't just go out and get infant formula. (laughs) We're going to use this to barter with. (laughs) 
<laughs> manual can opener, paper cups, plates, and plastic utensils, an all-purpose knife, resealable plastic bags, household bleach to treat drinking water, and pet food. A first aid kit with sterile adhesive bandages, soap, and antibiotic towelettes. Uh, antibiotic ointment and burn ointment to prevent infection. Eye wash solution to flush the eyes. You know, that's something I haven't actually double checked our first aid kit. The eye wash solution. A thermometer, prescription <laughs> medications and equipment, um, and non-prescription medications. Yes. Then in terms of clothing and bedding, a jacket or coat, long pants and a long sleeve shirt, sturdy shoes, hat and gloves, sleeping bag or warm blanket and rain gear. Then for tools and supplies. Oh, man, this is a lot. This is a good checklist. This actually. is like a go bag. Yeah. Portable battery powered radio or television. This is an old <laughs> list. That goes back to analog TV days, Leia. Portable battery-powered television? Yeah, back when analog TV was a thing. You never saw someone with a portable television and it had an antenna? Oh, yeah. A handheld portable TV. Oh, man. This really needs to be updated. Uh, Yeah. Emily's going to be getting a call, I think. Uh, Flashlight and extra batteries. Portable emergency radio. Matches in a waterproof container. Shut off wrench, pliers, and screwdriver. Small canister ABC type fire extinguisher. What is an ABC type? It's the most generic type. Oh, ABC okay. is, oh, I don't remember. It's basically chemical, uh, wood, and electrical. It's electrical, I think. Yeah. Okay. A compass, work gloves, a whistle to signal for help, dust mask or cotton shirt, plastic sheeting and duct tape, scissors, tweezers, safety pins, and sewing needles and thread, paper pens and pencils, battery-operated travel alarm clock. So you can get up early I... in the emergency. <laughs> I remember. So you can make it in time for work. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I remember a time when my dad had a portable alarm clock that he would take with him when he would go on business travel. That was a thing that people had to do. Because the hotels didn't have clocks? Well, or? they would use the, uh, you know, they could use the phone call, the wake-up call. Yeah. People still do that. But, no, he would have a, an alarm clock. he didn't trust... Well, that also, he was like hard of hearing, right? So it was really loud. All right. Sanitation and hygiene items, towelettes, soap, hand sanitizer, liquid detergent, toothpaste and toothbrush, shampoo, deodorant, comb and brush, lip balm, sunscreen and insect repellent, feminine hygiene supplies, heavy duty plastic garbage bags and ties for personal sanitation uses, Mm -hmm. uh, diapers and wipes. Toys, books, and puzzles for children. Phone charger. So, I mean, this is very confusing. Yeah, phone charger? So, okay. So, it has been modernized. They just somehow believed that a lot of the other things were still in use. We're like, well, we have to remember that this is actually the town of Cerritos. (laughs) We got a lot of boomers still. A car phone charger and or extra charged battery and coins. Coins? And or a prepaid phone card. See, how did that end up in the same sentence? 
coins? When we started for with pay phones and prepaid phone cards from Sprint. Do they even have phone cards anymore? MCI. Sunglasses, pair of prescription glasses or contact lenses and solution, pet supplies, family photos. Mm. Then for household documents and contact information, personal identification, cash or traveler's checks and Again, a credit tra- card. Got to have those traveler's checks. Copies of birth and marriage certificates, driver's licenses, social security cards, passports, wills, deeds, inventory of household goods, insurance papers, immunization records, bank and credit card account numbers, information on stocks and bonds, emergency contact phone list, map of your area and phone numbers of places you should go. And for pet owners, a list or contact information of motels that allow pets. Oh, that's not bad. extra set of car and house keys. A list and phone number of your dog's best friends. Yeah. And don't forget, you need a car kit, a work kit, and to switch out items in your kit. And then they gave uh, local resources, including radio stations. Oh, AM 1070 and AM 640 for those of you in the greater L.A. area. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then it says, <laughs> this is not a good acronym. <laughs> it says, program an ice contact into your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the deportations can so begin. Could, like, we can't stop deporting <laughs> illegal immigrants, okay? Even in an emergency. Not Make allowed. Make sure that you're It's an in-case-of-emergency contact. You should not. That should not be the acronym. Not, not good. Don't acronym that. Not good. Like, <laughs> you know what? Somebody's already got that one. <laughs> Teach family members how to use text messaging. That's, oh, yeah! What a novel concept. And the last thing on the list is to dial nine one one in the event of an emergency. <laughs> there you go. That's what our city's about. That and, is, yeah, kind of all over the place. Mm, yeah, a little bit. It feels it was a like ride. it feels yeah. like they just kept adding to it. <laughs> yes, but then also not editing the old stuff. But also, I think they just, like, interspersed things. I think we're just appending from the bottom, like, as time advanced. Right, right. Because there was things mixed in there, like your your cell phone charger. Yeah, and your traveler's checks. In with the traveler's checks, of all things. Very odd. All right, well, enlightening as always, Leia. That means it's time for your favorite segment. Oh. I I saw a review that said they don't like it. You're right. I'm at a lot of practice. Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me in Morse code. What the hell is he saying? It seems they're getting a signal. Old Morse code. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. We got contact. We got contact. It is time, Leo. Have you actually seen the episode of The Office where Jim and Pam learn Morse code? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have. Well, uh, you're live. Uh, 20 words per minute. You got the straight key. Uh, for transmit. Okay. We're still just doing, I think you got four letters. That's T. Good. S. U. Oops, no. <laughs> Why does the key stick? Why do I don't all know. The keys I, I didn't adjust that. That's an R. 
R. K. N. Dot it N. I. I. N. M. Okay. Okay? No, hold on. R. Okay. 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 All right. You ready for 20 words per minute? It's coming at you. Ready? All right. I'm Here right. we go. I'm all right. Three, two, one. some here but k well there was a u okay then there's a k and then a k u and then a k k s u then an s u and then an s r is there an s no s <laughs> <laughs> okay let's do it again hold Definitely on i only heard an s <laughs> hold on hold on all right, we're going to do that again, Leah. He wants another round of 20 words per minute. Leah, here you go. Three, two, one. a bunch mm. k there is a k m m u u u s u u u u okay i can see what you missed then so you missed an m and a k there in the middle yeah, yeah. all right okay do you want to lower it i mean all this is going to do if i lower this is tell me that we need to add a character no we keep one more try at 20 words and then we call it. We're going to do it till I get it at 20 words per minute. Okay. You ready? Three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, two, and one. Missed a bunch. M. Then R. U. K. Uh huh. Then an R. Then a U U. Then a U U. Okay. Interesting. You miss. You kind of miss them in the middle. What's funny is the the middle word is smuck. Wow. S M U K. Great. Okay. All right. <laughs> so that's it. We're just. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Yeah. She says it's it. That's it's it. Which is I think, fantastic I think ice cream. The the improvement is actually yeah. that I when I miss something, I just 
I can recognize the you letters enough. Drop it and then yeah. move on. Yeah. Yep. Good. That's actually really important. That's actually a thing that you can't train. That. That's just that's just a natural that's just, skill. That's just experience. That's just, oh yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what that is. That's certainly what that is. Knowing oh, when buddy. to give up on the. Knowing when to. <laughs> know, you gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. <laughs> So the show topic. All right. Today so today's is, discussion point. Go on to the show. Topic of show topic the, the topic of today's show is. Gentlemen, let's get down to business. That's me with CW. Just always be folding. That's kind of my uh, <laughs> my modus operandi. <laughs> All right. So I did a video this week. By the way, uh, everybody's probably like, Josh, you only made like one video this week. <coughs> what happened exactly? So I only made one video because I'm literally wrapping up doing all of my feedback uh, for the people that work for me at work. I've just been absolutely slammed. So thank you, everybody. Appreciate you listening. Um, all that fun stuff. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, the video that I did release drew some interesting comments from people. It was about when is it acceptable for someone to transmit during an emergency if they don't have a license or they don't have a license on that particular service. So to recap the video a little bit, when there is an emergency, right? And you, let's say that you stumble up upon a police officer and they're down, they're, they're hurt, right? And you use the microphone that is on their epaulette, that's the little shoulder thingy, and you say, officer down, right? Whatever. In in true most situations of them actually being injured, th there's not a problem, right? And most people kind of have a common sense understanding of when is this okay and when is it not okay? Mm -hmm. If you were out in the middle of the wilderness and you stumbled upon me unconscious and I had my ham radio and you picked up the ham radio, not being a ham radio operator and used it to transmit, mm -hmm. likely fine, right? Yes. With that said, there is clarifications made in a lot of the FCC rules that state something along the lines of you have to exhaust normal means of communication so your first. Right. Yeah. What we would Be call your phone. Before you start illegally transmitting. Right, right. The only time it becomes legal is if you already tried your phone. Correct. Right, 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 right. So I thought this was all very standard, straightforward. And somewhat of it goes back to when I did the... Um, video with JD explains breaking down. There was a guy that got like a thirty-five thousand dollars FCC fine. What for illegally transmitting? Right. What Under is, what circumstances? Oh, it's, it's hilarious circumstances. So there was a wildfire, okay. and the guy didn't like where the helicopters were dropping the fire retardant and the water. Okay. So he got on the frequency used to coordinate the helicopters what and made up a fake username fake call sign uh -huh. and started trying to direct traffic he made eight of these like illegal transmissions trying uh -huh. to redirect the the helicopters to protect his own property what finally the incident commander of the emergency group drove to his property and confronted the guy and said turn off the radio Stop How did he triangulate himself? Well, they found him, I guess. It wasn't that Because difficult. they were because directing being, because them he was being to his that, house? Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Oddly enough, if you tell helicopters where to drop the, the payload, other people can figure out where you're at. So he got faced with a $35,000 fine, right? 
So through this whole thing, and, and this is actually what the, the show topic is, is people commented back to me. It's like, no, we get all that. The real thing is when it is an SHTF situation. So transmitting without a license in an SHTF situation. A lot of people commented that. They're like, no, I keep a radio for SHTF when there is no FCC, when there are no first responders. And so I mean, that's, I thought that's a real far distance into SHTF. It's insane. Like it's that's insane. I mean, you're talking about you've exhausted a whole lot of resources and insane. Or and it would have to be completely catastrophic. But but here's here's my favorite part about all this. Right. And so I've been replying to all these people and I have to now make another video clarifying this point that I thought was crystal clear. You mean to tell me that people are buying radios? With no intention of getting licensed. Right. And they're hanging on to them until a complete collapse of society occurs. Well, they're and $35. That's, it's fine. cheap insurance. Fine. But, but we continue. Then they open the box. They plug the thing in. And then they know how to use it. And Exactly. It starts speaking Chinese at them, first of all. <laughs> Who are they trying to talk to? Who do they think they're going to talk to? Like, and, and that's what I say. I'm like, so you mean to tell me you either you or this hypothetical individual has placed a radio on a shelf somewhere. You are no not, comms plan. No comms plan. You've never turned it on. Or maybe you have. Maybe you even listen. And you expect that when everything disappears tomorrow. That you're mm -hmm. just going to be able to find other like-minded people that you're going to communicate with that you've never talked with before. And they're going to be like, I like the cut of this guy's jib. Right. Come right. join our group. Do you know how join long? Join our, our, our end-of-the-world Armageddon team that we've right. been training for years, potentially. Potentially. This is all very hypothetical, Right. In what world? But on does top this of make that, sense? I really want everybody to think about the sociological concept, mm -hmm. right? That in SHTF, mm -hmm. everybody is going to be trying to figure out a way to know whether or not the person they're talking to is trustworthy. Is a baddie. Right? Right. And if you do not have a call sign, they already know you have no regard for the law. But but it's so much it's so much more than that because in a situation like this. They're likely not going to the, the people who are like legitimately worried about bad actors. Yeah. They're not just going to be transmitting in the clear. Right. They're going to be using encoded conversation. Right. They're going to be possibly even doing encryption. Yes. And the fact that you never met with them, these hypothetical individuals right. before the event happened, yeah. they will treat you automatically as a baddie. You're a baddie. In an area where you have a decent ham radio network, like through repeaters or through nets or whatnot, all of those people actually know each other because right. they've been meeting on a net. Right. They've been meeting on a repeater. Mm -hmm. Right. And you will be, if you do not have a call sign and you have never participated in the community, you're not going to be open arms welcomed. Right. Especially... like. Honestly, I, I think that there is this real misunderstanding mm -hmm. of what people want mm -hmm. in a in like a team that they build. 
right. in post-apocalypse, right? You have like shows like The Walking Dead who's like, ah, so great. Look at these renegades. No. You know what people don't want? They don't want unknowns, wild cards, and renegades. Right, right, right. They Just want randos. people that are reliable, who will be rule-abiding in ways that are helpful, not like, you know, un- unnecessary regulations. Right. But people that have a mutual respect right. for other people and their rights. Right. And if you're not even willing to go learn how to use a radio so that you don't interfere. Uh, right. Exactly. That means that you're not going to be a good part of this team. Yeah. It. You got me so sidetracked because you mentioned The Walking Dead, which is... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if you took like, if you took like a group of people that were actual preppers. Yeah. Right. And they've got all the equipment they're just waiting for this again hypothetical scenario right you would not be anyone on their radar you wouldn't even be talking to them so yeah what's the point like what, what is the point point? and so i think what the point really is is that this is just mental gymnastics to justify people carrying around a baofeng i don't think they're carrying them around i legit think they're carrying them around because like as a part of a costume no, just like a part of their go bag. It's in the bag. They're carrying it around. They're not okay. using it necessarily, okay. but it's part. So here's an email I got. And okay. I'm not going to mention names. I'm not going to mention anything about this individual. I don't even know if they listen to the podcast, but they watched my video. Sure. Then sight unseen decided to email me. And they said, I watched your video. Really appreciate your, uh, your thoughts there. I'm thinking about buying an aviation radio that I'm going to carry with me at all times. Oh, it's going to be so helpful for you. <laughs> and and I'm like and and he he mentioned that he would be able to use it when he's in the wilderness, way off grid, in case the cell phone network's down. Okay. And could uh, could talk to the pilots and direct. That's traffic. exactly what the pilots want. And you direct to do. traffic was the word he said. And direct traffic. And so welcome to your thirty thousand dollar fine. Right, 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 right. <laughs> And so I replied to him, I'm like, so let me see if I get this straight. You want, as, as someone that is land-based, yes, to carry an aviation radio Aren't those not even small? No, they're handheld. They make Oh, okay. They're like Cessna pilots and stuff. Okay, that's fair. You want to carry that on your person to listen to planes. Right. But then if you are in a dire situation... The pilot going, in the sky. You're going to transmit... To a pilot. Right. To tell them you're on the ground. Right. Potentially not even be able to relay geographically <laughs> where you are. Because you might not even see you don't know. the pilot. Yes. Yes. The range. Right. <laughs> and then further, in a hypothetical scenario, which I can't think of in my head, you, again, being ground-based, yes. are going to direct plane traffic. You not knowing where you are. Well, uh, my, my, my thought was is that obviously in a dense forest. Right. <laughs> would be the first person that I would go to to direct guess, air traffic. And I guess the question in this case is, do you want the radio to help you survive? <laughs> like, because that scenario doesn't help your chance of it's, survival. It's like... It's crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy. And, and he goes, well, when you say it like that, it does sound a little odd. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, just get a Garmin inReach. Get, get, a, get a satellite device that you pay for. 
like seven dollars a month, mm-hmm. and you can push the OS button, the OSIF button, mm-hmm. and it calls in the cavalry. Yeah. Or you can also connect to it with your phone, some of them, mm-hmm. and you can send pre-canned messages to your loved ones that say, I'm okay. Right. I'm running late. Mm-hmm. Everything's, you, you know, what is that? $9 a month, peace of mind? They're like, no, 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 no. That's not for me. What's for me? Plane radio. <laughs> <laughs> it is insane. It is absolutely insane. And so I, I think that it well, is literally, it's, it, it's LARPing. No, it's a fantasy okay, world. See, so I think what you're missing, though, is I, that tell me this what is, am I missing? People don't want to pay subscriptions for things because the idea is if you're paying a subscription for something in an SHTF situation, whatever you were getting from that subscription goes away. Uh, fine. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'm not saying don't also have the thirty-five dollar Baofeng. But don't come up with these hypothetical so this is what it is to me. When I hear when I hear people They that just think they're create, smarter than everyone else. They they create these they, they create these hypothetical situations in their head to justify doing something they know is not right. And it's usually to offset something they firmly believe in, right? So a lot of people that that talk this way, they're usually one hundred percent against getting a license for anything from the government, right? I'm a sovereign nation. Right. Um, no, sorry. I'm a sovereign citizen. citizen. <laughs> I'm an entire nation. <laughs> this is Pitopia. Ask me about where my regional locations are in an emergency. <laughs> it's Manati bits. What? Swear to be in an emergency. What? I'm an entire nation. What? <laughs> I'm a sovereign nation. <laughs> All right. So, boy, howdy. Um, so I got I got all these people coming back with all these again hypothetical scenarios. These very specialized and and just like you said, they think they're smarter than everybody else. They're coming up with these grandiose hypothetical situation, the Rube Goldberg machine situation in their head about how they can justify carrying a Baofeng, using a Baofeng illegally, having a multi hundred dollar Motorola radio having the frequencies loaded on it to talk to the police officers of the fire department. Like people justify that. They do mental gymnastics no, I to think, justify Okay. It. So So you're seeing a Baofeng, it's yeah. thirty five dollars. That's not that much different from walkie talkies. I mean it's not even right? that now. They're like eighteen bucks a pop now. And like you look at it, it looks like a walkie talkie. You know how to use a walkie talkie. Mm-hmm. Right? And Walkie-talkies are as simple as channels. But they actually don't know how to use a walkie-talkie. That's a whole other problem. But the idea, what they don't understand is that walkie-talkies have simplified everything. You've lost a lot of range because of it, Mm -hmm. right? But you are locked into certain channels. Mm -hmm. And and on top of that, mentally what they're used to in a walkie-talkie is if you can hear somebody else on a walkie-talkie and they're talking back to you that's excitement right like and and it, every person's excited to hear each other on a walkie-talkie because right. it's it, it's like kids being excited about right, it, right 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 so that is the frame of reference they are bringing into a baofeng not realizing you can't use all the frequencies mm-hmm the frequencies aren't locked so that you can automatically reach other people who are also on the frequency. Right, it's not channelized. Right. And that 
the best way to reach people, there are certain practices like having access to repeaters, mm-hmm. right? And that there is, in fact, an entire network and community right. that has identifiers and know each other mm-hmm. through this. And that when you actually do try to talk on these repeaters, you finally hear voices. You don't know how the repeater works. You just know now you're hearing voices. Right. Right. You don't realize that just because you can hear them doesn't mean they can hear you. Right. Well, okay, that's that's part of it. But I I think it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy because I think this is the other thing that happens. As people start justifying doing these things that like take them away from the norm, which is just get your license and just talk, right? Talk legally. They do the first thing. I'm just going to buy the $18 Baofeng. And check that box off. I've checked the box. Well, I'm going to set it up. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and program it with Chirp. Josh explained how to load all my local repeaters. Mm -hmm. Oh, I heard somebody talking. Right. Can't get my license, though, because that's how they get you. (laughs) <laughs> so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk but what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna kerchunk the repeater i just want to know that i can hit the repeater in case of an emergency mm. okay i kerchunk the repeater i did it i actually did it uh five times in a row while somebody was talking and that person came back and said, hey, if you guys you know, want to say something, give your call sign and come back. And how dare he call me out for not having a license? He doesn't know that that's how they get you. You know what's so interesting? So I'm going to now key up and I'm going to tell – I'm going to give this guy a piece of my mind because I'm anonymous, right? I'm on a Baofeng. But you're not – You can't not, find me. But they can? Well, but again, I'm smarter than everybody. Right. In this sure. hypothetical scenario that I've cooked up in my brain. Sure. So th- I think that's what it is. is it's like the, if you give a mouse a muffin, if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to ask for a glass of milk. Right. It's this next thing. Right. So, again, I'm not anti Baofeng. Everybody knows I'm I'm yes. full about freedom of choice, free market, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, the really ironic thing about this is how they get you. This is how they get you. Of all of the identifying groups that the... U.S. government I've talked could, about this too. could track down. Yes, the least likely to be a threat to the right. U.S. government would be hams. Uh, well, no, the, and the, that's, really, not even, the, that's not the even biggest, the real point. The biggest help mm-hmm. to the government mm-hmm. would be the ham community. Fine, but no. So if you were like Johnny Outlaw, and the, the lawman was coming looking for you. There are a myriad of preferable services that you already avail yourself of. Sure. That Johnny Law or Joe Law or the Law would look at first before they look at where your call sign was located. Right. They're just it does not compute. Especially None of it since, computes. Especially since you can just get a PO box. Sure. You know what I mean? It's. So anyway, um, likely there won't be a video this next week because I've got a whole bunch of videos I've got to do for Black Friday and all that fun stuff that's coming up. But I I now got to go back to the well to explain to people. It's like, are you kidding me? The SHTF argument is the where you're hanging your hat. This is the hill to die on. Like, are Mm. you serious? Like, that's that's the most ludicrous of all the ideas. Yeah. Get an aeronautical radio. That makes more sense. 
direct traffic from the ground <laughs> under a canopy of trees. That makes more sense than, than some of these SHTF arguments. So, so that's it, guys. What's happening? The staircase has changed, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the email correspondence tower and surrounding compound of smaller buildings. <laughs> this is where you give us feedback in uh, various uh, different ways, a myriad of ways, if you will. The first building to the left is the physical mail depot. And whew, we got some physical mail. All right. Yay, I know I know a lot of these mail. I know a lot of these are uh, QSL cards so I'm going to just do a quick pass through on some of them but I I know we got two at least that are actually pretty freaking cool. So, uh, oh, oh, wait, wait. Oh my goodness. Leia, we have an actual <gasps> No way. Oh, amazing. Leia, we have a ripped out of a spiral bound notebook letter okay not handwritten okay crazy cut out from magazine letters pasted to say per my last email cw corner rocks thank you oh my gosh we got a crazy person letter i love crazy person letters. this is from alex in anchorage alaska Thank you to Alex in Alaska. That is very funny. Oh, tis the season that Christmas cards are going to start showing up, possibly, I think, too. Oh, this one has a, a tape. Oh, my goodness. I think this is a QSL card. Yeah. All right. This is from KK4LIS. We made a contact. Oh, an FT8 on 40 meters. I don't get on 40 meters that much these days because my noise force is too high. I am still fighting ridiculous amounts of... Uh, RFI. This is from KD9TJZ. This was uh, from Peru, Indiana. Such a beautiful oh. location, Peru, Indiana. Uh, this was on single sideband. Do they have a much. mini Machu Picchu? They have a, a tiny. It's a it's a Pico Picchu. <laughs> this is okay. So I I did open this. Uh, but I didn't read the letter. So this is a nice red envelope from Jake uh, in Deer Park, Texas. So hey, you, Jake. Jake. I I can't. Uh, I don't. Is it still in there? Yeah, it is. Okay, we're we're gonna wait on this. Leia, there's a there's a note here. Typed up. Jake, this is K I five Q X J Q X J. Sorry about the C W wait, bud. Oh. <laughs> That is a suffix uh, that only a single sideband person can love. Uh, inside the or C, or uh, FT8, the, uh, if you get into CW, you might want a novelty call sign. Just an FYI. But <laughs> Jake, thank you for the uh, thank you for the letter. Inside this envelope is something that I know you will love. I have heard Jake, you talk I'm about sitting on the edge of my seat. I have heard you talk about Art Bell on the podcast before, so I thought this would be cool to send in. On the last podcast, I heard Nathan talk about Coast to Coast episode with Wayne Green. 
Well, the week before, I was listening to that episode. Oh. I posted a screenshot of the episode on the HRCC Facebook page, captioned when you fished the HRCC podcast before the weekend was up. <laughs> Hearing you talk about Art Bell and Coast to Coast was just amazing. It holds a special place in my heart because my grandmother introduced me to the show. He was my first real introduction into the crazy and wild world of late night radio. I would listen to him with my grandmother and when I was on summer break when I was a young man. I always loved the Ghost to Ghost specials. Ghost to Ghost is what a cool my grandma. Favorite. My favorite will always be the Men in Black Area 50, uh, 51 and the Aliens. I hope you like this Art Bell Coast to Coast patch i am sure that you can find a backpack to put it on i'll show you in a second in closing from the high desert in the great american southwest we bid you all good evening and our and our good morning whatever the case may be across all of the many time zones i am art bell and now from the kingdom of nye this is coast to coast am i don't have a deep enough voice for for that That's but surprising okay do you remember my uh crazy punk rock and ska patches yes <gasps> it's the same style wow as a punk rock like an old school 80s 90s punk rock ska patch at well punk and ska i'm just gonna sew this on one of your blazers i, I yeah i don't even know what to <laughs> put this on i'm so like it is so cool I don't know what to put. I'm so thank you so much for sending this. I don't know what to put it on because like I don't know what would stand up to how awesome this patch is. It is so cool. I'm going to post this in the HRCC Discord podcast chat. HRCC podcast. If you go to it, link is in the description to join our well, Discord. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, so Jake. Nice. I appreciate it so much. It was very nice of you. Ooh, Josh is stabbing himself now. I'm not with his pocket knife. I'm not. Cutting, cutting towards yourself seems just always the best way for knife safety. Oh, I know. You're going to lose your Whitland chip. <laughs> Josh is opening a white box right I'm now. I'm opening a, a small white box. I know what's in here, but um, I'm oh. going to... How do so, you know? Uh, this is not necessarily for the pod, but it showed up today, and I was going to... Uh, interesting. Okay, I'm not sure how that's all going to work yet. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, so, what I hold in my hand, I don't want to give yeah. this away. This is called, I literally have to have a phone call with the person who invented this thing, um, because there's a lot to it, actually. This is called a Boondock Echo. It is, what is available. That? What at, is the writing? Oh, okay. It is available at boondockecho.com. Okay. So, the, um... The idea behind this is, what if, what if, what if you connected a device, an okay. internet enabled device to a radio and you told the device how to notify you if it heard something on the air? Like radio AI? L like that. Okay. Like, let's say you hooked it up to a scanner. Mm-hmm. And you told it to email or to message you or notify you if it if you heard the word donuts. Okay. It would do that. All right. So this is potentially. 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 
potentially a pretty cool tool. And I, I don't know all the details completely yet. I'm still, um, I'm going to have a call with, uh, with one of the, I believe it's one of the creators on how this all works. But I think having this connected to like a scanner at home, Okay. Uh, having it go through all the all the, the frequency spaces we have, and having it key on those, and then like notify us. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that mm -hmm. if you set this up to scan mm -hmm. the police scanner? So I already have a police scanner. It scans police, fire, and then it FEMA, would, and Noah. If we gave it a a set of codes. Words. Only, only the relevant codes that the the departments use yeah, like the for codes. certain things. Yes, that it would then notify. It would email you. <sighs> you don't understand. Yeah, since, I know. Since yes. I have yes. taken over this yes. neighborhood watch group, yes, I literally get notifications. I've turned on notifications for citizen. Uh, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna take a minute and just run through the things mm -hmm. that have to kind of be searched. Yes. To find out what's happening locally. I think you are going to be locally. all over this once I get it set up. Okay. Citizen app, which uh -huh. you actually have to pay for. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is like user reported mm -hmm. incidents. And then there's Pulse Point, which is, oddly enough, something that reports every call that comes in to the fire department. Okay. So really it covers... Uh, Major fires, medical emergencies, and car crashes. So no crime. Okay. Okay. Then uh, the Ring Neighbors app. Oh, God. It pings every time. But that's that. all lost dogs. I hate that app. And then uh, somebody recommended Spot Crime, hmm. which does something similar to Pulse that's Point. That's all the crime committed by the Target mascot. Exactly. But uh, Spot Crime appears to be... A day old. All, oh. None of it is none of it is. Current. Oh, spot crime. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just picking up what's on the blotter by the end right. of the day. It's the next, it's the yeah. next day. Which yeah. is not good for active crime. Correct. Right. Yeah. So you could set this up to uh email you if it heard one eight seven. Wow. <laughs> That's I mean Because then you need to go to that location and then use that cop's my radio exactly. to call for help. Yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, hypothetically it is a smart-ish device that you can get to notify you when something happens. But how much I so I guess the question is how much information does it transmit? Just that it's a 187 code that was Yeah, whatever you code. So you give it a series of codes, separate codes mm -hmm. and the actions that you want it to take. When it get when it hears those codes, so you could tell it to start recording. Hypothetically, I think that's true. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It should be. I'm I'm gonna beat out Floyd. It it could be fascinating. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Now the the question is is can you can you set it up to where it would record but then take that file and auto upload it somewhere. That's the I could step. upload just the instantly. <gasps> just not even you having to do anything. Could just I just automate. give it a Facebook profile? Yeah, and hypothetically. It I mean, upload. I don't think that's probably a bridge too far right now. But But if it could even email me the file, 
Well, so that's the, the other recording? thing is I'm wondering is, is there some kind of if this, then that? Can I be on this call so that I can Maybe, yes. It's Saturday features? at 10 a.m. Oh. Yeah. I don't even have Chinese school this weekend. Then you can. Yeah, then then totally. Oh, this is going to be so useful for me. I know. That's to what I beat thought, out I thought, Floyd. I think the only thing that we have to sort out is the connection because this is a bow thing. So. You didn't even ask me who Floyd is. He's the he's the the guy who's got the scanners and stuff. Yeah, and he's out of Lakewood. Group. Yeah, but and so Lakewood's always edging us out but he's on not, news. He's not. Um, he's using all the apps and stuff. No, he's listening to the police scanner. He actually has a scanner. Mm-hmm. Does he have a an actual good setup? I bet if you met him, he would be a ham radio operator too. That's Floyd. Okay. Floyd is the gold standard right now. All I know is that my scanner and the antenna that I have on it, I can hear. I can hear the dispatch for Hollywood. I don't want that. I only want the I know. local dispatch. I know. I can know. you program it to just do the local dispatch? I would. I, you just narrow it down on the on the scanner. Great. Yeah, that's we're no we're really getting closer to how this can help me. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and in turn, help the community. You know. Right. Yeah. No. I. I. I am a. And also I was be a real it. thorn in Karen's side. Oh my god. <laughs> Karen will be like, "Why are you getting this information? How are you doing this?" <laughs> so I'm I'm super enthused. Uh, thanks everybody who reached out. Obviously, thanks everybody who sent us physical mail. We're excited. Oh, you know what we haven't, you know what we haven't done this year? Ooh. Cougar's gold. We still have some. That's why I know. We gotta break that out. It's tis the season. We should break it out at Thanksgiving when everybody's over here. We should. We should indeed. But yeah, we gotta check in and see what's going on. Look at this cheese. Isn't it neat? It's so good. Wouldn't it make my cheese board complete? Wouldn't you think? It is too much cheese. (laughs) Wouldn't you think this is weird to come out of a can? (laughs) You'd be wrong. It's just a lot of cheese. It like, is. Why isn't there a smaller Cougar's Gold? Why? Adam's going to be like, it is the right size. It is totally the right size. <laughs> Which is funny because like you would expect that amount of cheese to come out of like Wisconsin. Yeah. Right? Uh, Washington, nope. Washington Creamery. Washington's Man. like, nope, go Cougs. We're, we're down with the cheese. Yeah. So anyway, we'll be breaking that open. By the way, we haven't, I don't, I don't know how much we've mentioned Cougar's Gold this year. If we but haven't, whew. just a reminder, totally unaffiliated. We uh, we accidentally cheese. discovered Cougar's Gold. Thanks, Ronald Beavers. Again, thanks, Ronald Beavers, for for many of the things I get. Not thank you for all the the, the your personal medical <laughs> files and and letters that are sent to my PO box. But one time, a thing of cheese was sent to us with no name or anything on it. So I we had just assumed that it was for Mr. Ronald. It could be Bevers. But I like beavers. I don't think so. Well, there's no A. I, no, what? I don't think there's an A anymore. There is an A. Well, some people have been dropping the A. Well, that's just lazy. I get it. I get it. So it could be Beavers. Either that be or Ronald Beavers is running a real scam. And he's developed a new alias and is still sending mail to his to, old P.O. box. Buy, yeah, he, yeah, this guy is a criminal mastermind. Anyway, uh, Cougar's Gold is just a fantastic cheese that's made from Washington State College. It is Washington State College. Isn't it? Isn't it I thought it was WSU. Oh, it is WSU. Washington State University. Yeah. I'm so just because gonna... I said college versus university, that's it's what you different. Get... What's the difference between a college and a university? The letters. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the um the cheese comes in a can, but that's not the point of this. The the, the they, they make all of it 
on campus. It's it's not expensive, but it's really good. And it's kind of like prepper cheese in the sense that it's in a can. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not shelf stable, so don't don't give me any of that because it's actually really high quality. Um, yeah. Anyway, shout out for free. We we love the stuff. We absolutely love it. We're so glad that we discovered it one year. And, and there's different flavors. Oh, there's so many good flavors. The uh, the it's only sold in thirty ounces. Do you know how much thirty ounces? It's a of lot cheese of cheese, is? man. It's a lot of cheese. That's almost two pounds of cheese. It's awesome. So good. So I mean, you could totally buy like a couple of them and then have a party where you like everybody chips in and then you distribute it. Maybe even if you like, had a friend that had a vacuum saver. You could vacuum them up because I know that's what um, that's what our friends up north do, right? When they when they yeah when they smoke cheese and do all yeah, that. Yeah, right? that's what Adam did. He uh, right, smoked right. it and, and he uh, vacuum packed it because that yeah. just is mm-hmm. the way to go. So anyway, big shout out. Bon appetit. No way. Wrote an article that said, "I'm here to highly recommend canned cheese." Yes, yes. dude, it's not a joke. It's like it's you, so good. You think about all the things that come in cans, like that you don't want, like the whole canned chicken, the canned cheeseburger. Yes. The tack back, the tactical bacon that comes in a can. Oh, yeah. Not good. Not good stuff. But this, is I can emphatically say, is good cheese. Very good cheese. So there, I'm off my, I'm off they my pro- very large cheese tin. Range. They produce about a quarter of a million cans of Cougar's Gold <gasps> no a year. Way. Yeah. A quarter of a million is a lot of it freaking is. cheese. An unopened can becomes more flavorful, more sharp, more dry, and crumbly with age. So that that cheese that, cheese that has been it's <laughs> over a year. Yes, it's going to be amazing. It's we're going to get the Parmigiano Reggiano of the Washington State. So this is, and then I'm gonna. So basically, what you're basically telling me, two cheese wheels in the house right now. <laughs> so basically, what you're saying, we have to do every year. Is start doing uh, Cougar's Gold cheese verticals. <laughs> we gotta buy. We've just gotta have a Cougar's Gold fridge. We have to have a Cougar's yeah. Gold fridge. Yeah. Right. Just for just for having extras of a particular year, so that we can go back. We can have a cheese flight. Yes. Of a vertical of a, of a varietal of cheese. To to, to 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 compare and contrast the flavor notes. Hey, um, it's gonna be a big party because that's like ten two pounds per can. That's insane. Speaking of uh, old things from the podcast, yes, the author who will not be named because he didn't finish the trilogy, <laughs> instead mm. of finishing the trilogy, has released another novella. No, finish the series, my guy. <laughs> we're not we're not going to tell you what this book is. For those that but know, for know. those who, despite our fiercest recommendations, to not read this series because it feels like it's never going to be finished, there's a new novella. No way. Yes, and I feel like I am compelled to read it. Oh no! <laughs> just to, no! Just to get angry again, I guess. If you can write two novellas, you can write. The novellas are short, though. Another really book. Short. It doesn't look short. Do you want to see what it looks like? No. I think that's the novella. The oh, new my gosh. one. That uh, that could be another book. <laughs> that's insane. This guy. What, uh, what a monster. Such a monster. Uh, anyway. All right. So we're leaving the uh, physical mail why is he such a good writer? I know. That's... He's so good at the world building. 
Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, from the physical mail side. So now we're going to slide on over to the uh, voicemail annex. That's where you can send us voicemail. It's like you just reading your email. Leia, how would they, uh, how would they voicemail us? They can call 562-334-2389. All right, let's let them rip. All right, away we go. Hey, Leia and Josh, this is Ham Solo. Hey, Ham Solo. Yankee Romeo, gay fire. So I know this is after uh, the podcast has probably aired uh, Friday morning, uh, but I was able to get Tennessee knocked out. Amazing. I I wasn't sure, which is sad because it's the whole state I came into to begin with. (laughs) But uh, I did get a summit in uh, Tennessee last night, and uh, today, right before I head to the airport, I just knocked out the uh, Manhattan Project. National what? Historical what? Site in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, where they did the gaseous diffusion uh, uranium enrichment brave, for the brave Manhattan ham. Project uh, bombs over there in uh, Los Alamos. And so I'm here on the site in uh, Oak Ridge, Tennessee right now. Just got it activated. Congratulations. So parks on the air. That's my 42nd state. Wow. Uh, all QRP. And then last night with the summit in Tennessee, that's my 38th summit state. And so on the way to uh, 50 for parks and 45 for summit. And this is Ham Solo, K0FYR73. Ham Solo is in single digits away right I now. That's, I love the thought from of achieving like, all states. I love the thought of K Fire, like, I got to activate the state. Yes. And is literally going to miss a flight <laughs> to get Tennessee done. That's wild. You know what? I have a feeling that a flight would wait. For Ham Solo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Depends on if it was Spirit. No way. <laughs> or Frontier. Spirit was going to be late anyway. Yeah, that's By the true, time that's he true. got to like, the... You're good, dog. We were already... Like, you know what? We were going to cancel. We're still putting the other wing on. Yeah. <laughs> it fell off. Congratulations, Ham Solo. Thank you so much for keeping us updated. I cannot wait to hear when you hit the completed all states for soda and poda it's going to be so exciting all right hi josh and Leia. this is uh, andrew the indiana postal correspondent hey, nine n and i just want to give my two cents i do like at the beginning of each episode the uh the local cerritos california tea i find it very um so ridiculous. i just well, find it entertaining um, That's so it's nice. not related to ham radio at all but it is entertaining um I should probably find. I think anyway. <laughs> I should probably find something ham radio related to say in this voicemail. Uh, oh yeah. So during my latest last photo activation, uh, this was a couple of days ago. I actually found a example of a good ham. So do oh, tell this guy. But um, I was activating on a frequency. I don't know. Let's just call it fourteen dot two four five. And then there was somebody on, there were two people on 14.247 rag chewing right above me. So it was like causing a lot of QRM. So I moved over because they just started. I moved over to 14.247 and I was just like, hey guys, this is WF9N. Um, I'm doing an activation on 245 and uh, it, I, it's, you know, you guys are stepping on me. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know what we'll move. And oh, they moved. that's so, so nice. You know. Yeah. I'm usually quick to judge when I get QRM like that. I have some choice words to say to myself about them, but I gave these people the benefit of the doubt, and they were actually really nice about it. 
Oh, so, that's fantastic. That's all I have to say. Keep up the podcast. Keep up the local Cerritos drama. Oh, Very thank interesting. You. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even 10 minutes into the podcast. I just called in in the first 10 minutes. Uh. Just to try to like about that. <laughs> anyway, 73. We love the Karen WF9N. Peace out, y'all. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank very you. Nice. You know, I, <laughs> I also want to say that if you give the people the benefit of the doubt out the gate, it, it really, it'll make your life happier. Oh my you, gosh. You, you just have to give people the benefit of the doubt. If they prove you wrong, okay, they've proved you wrong, right? They fooled you right. once, shame on them. And it's really hard too when you like, even if it's somebody you deal with a lot and they've like wronged you in the past, Yeah. sometimes it's good to like set the counter to zero. Yes. And just assume that they're not trying to do that. That doesn't mean like you give them things, you know, for free or whatever. Like don't make yourself a victim. But like at the same time, your life is a lot better if you just let go of all that junk most yeah. of the time. You know, one of the things that we're constantly, well, at least I am, constantly <laughs> trying to get our kids to think about is what does it feel like on the other side of this conversation oh, yeah, when they're totally. upset about something? Yeah, It's like... If you were in this position, what is what is the reason that you would have done something like this or said something like this? Right. And Edison, Ben, Ben already knows this game because it's been happening to him for years. Right. He's got two and a half years on Edison of this. (laughs) So whenever I start down this line of questioning, he will be like, automatically give uh, my give up yes like <laughs> you totally yes i see what i've done here yes <laughs> edison still does not understand what's happening that would that would i would hate that yeah. <laughs> i would hate that if someone did that to me and i would and edison's definitely a high horse kind of kid mm-hmm. right so he'll be like like just act like he'd be the most magnanimous of people i would uh, you know, I would be like really understanding about this. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but you do realize that you were not. <laughs> like, we just had that happen. Yes. Right now. <laughs> it's kind of like Drax sometime. Yeah. <laughs> what gets me is he's like, he's so smart in so many ways. Right. But I think almost he tries to be manipulative, not realizing because he's got a baby brain. <laughs> that we already see the he angle. doesn't. Yeah, he's, <laughs> we're playing chess and he's playing checkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks he's playing chess. Right, too. right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, yep. But and I and I told him, you know, if you if like you just assume that people didn't mean. Like your brother didn't mean or your friend didn't mean this in this way. It's going to be you're just going to be much happier. Mm-hmm. Right. So be like Andrew. Right. Yeah. Unless you're dealing with with Cerritos Karens. Then you can't. <laughs> no, you cannot. You can't give them an you inch. Can't give them an inch. No compassion. <laughs> Ever. Exactly. <laughs> well, Good compassion, yes, but... morning, HRCC community. Hello. Hey, this is Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Hello, Echo8, Lima, Juliet, Lima. Hey, don't really have anything uh, ham-related this uh, about the go-ons this weekend. Oh, um, no. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. It's it's Monday morning, so <laughs> that's the good morning part. It is currently a uh, 32 degrees here oh, in the mountains cold. of West Virginia. Uh, ladies, you come and join us sometime. You'll enjoy the cold. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, didn't really get into any radio stuff, like I said, this weekend. Did uh, try to talk to a buddy of mine that was camping with me uh, into getting his radio license. Well done. But, Welcome uh, to the was fold. camping with the Boy Scouts this weekend. Nice. Uh, back here in uh, West Virginia at uh, Camp Mountaineer, uh, we do a thing we've been doing for the past four years now uh, called Scouts Giving, where they do Dutch oven cooking. Uh, there's oh, a competition in the, for Saturday evening for dinner uh, where all the scouts, you know, all the troops will make a, uh, a side dish and a dessert, and they get judged. And uh, the winners, uh, the winner legit. of the dessert and the winner of the uh, side dish gets um, uh, cast iron equipment, and it's sponsored by Kingsford Charcoal, what? Um, which they actually have a plant here in West Virginia. Amazing. Um, that's where our charcoal came from. That's the best charcoal And uh, Kingsford. You know, it's a, it's a good, fun time, and, uh, you know, you guys should try it down your way. It's just not as cold. They got down to 29 <laughs> overnight while we were right. camping, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, that's well, it. Camping. I nice. went camping with my scouts for the weekend. Uh, 73. This is uh, Ronnie, K-E-8-L-J-L. Bye. Well, thank you so much, Ronnie. I'm so glad to hear that your scouts had a great time at Scoutsgiving. When we went for Boo Fest, the scouts did end up cooking. They made grilled cheeses. They were very proud of themselves. They were, some of them, yeah. Uh, and because Ben is a weebelo, mm -hmm. he has an adventure called Cast Iron Chef, mm -hmm. which we hosted at our house on uh, this past Sunday. Yep. Which feels like it was so long ago. I know this it's month less is than a, it was gone. less than a week ago. It's crazy. So I think we've mentioned that um, our our cub master is a has self professed ADHD. Okay. <laughs> yes, and, yes, that's true. That is and true. He is a very creative person. Very funny. Yes. Stand up comedian. Fa fantastic person. Games okay. maker. Literally makes board games. And yes, things. and is a very... comedian. Well, I said stand up comedian. And and he goes on tours. So with both games and comedy. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah. Um when he and I discussed the plans for Cast Iron Chef, which was gonna be at our house. Mm-hmm. It did not sound like we were supposed to lead the adventure. Yeah. And when when we had the conversation, I had basically said, let's make sure we limit their options right. to things that could be cooked within 20, 30, no, yeah, 20 within minutes. 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And I had basically just kind of left it at that. And he said, you know, we'd, we'd meet before the meeting. Um, or meet before they went shopping. Because right. for anybody who's not familiar with Cast Iron Chef, the goal is for, one, the scouts to meal plan. And then in addition to meal planning, they have to budget for the meal. And then they have to go shop for the meal. Okay? Right. And then they have to cook the meal. Right. And I don't know that most dens do this all in one. That was my other thing, is this feels like a Saturday shop, Sunday get-together sure. at lunchtime mm -hmm. and knock out the cooking kind of sure. thing. Sure. Right? There's there's no obligation that one must do this all in one shot. 
Yes. But I think in terms of experience, with the exception of how long everything took, that it it was better to do it all in one day. Our cup master mm-hmm. provided them with three recipe options. Three. Baked mac and cheese. Baked right. mac and cheese. Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. And banana bread. And banana bread. And they were supposed to choose two of the three. Choose two. Which basically means that the main dish has to has be... Has to be mac and cheese. Baked mac and cheese. Because what were we going to do? Two desserts? That's great. Like, right. I, uh. And and then I actually had to remind him that a part of Cast Iron Chef was that they need to create a balanced meal. So then we threw in a salad. Right. And, which, and I'm looking at... So he... I'm like... He asked me when I when I sat down at the table with him when mm-hmm. we were getting ready to like pick. Uh-huh. He's like, uh, did you print out any recipes? And I went, no. What? what? <laughs> I didn't know I was... Should I go do that? Yeah. I can do that right now. Yes. I will do that right now. Yes. Because I'm seeing an hour and a half yes. prep time on the mac and cheese. Right, because you have to boil the noodles. That doesn't seem like a and, – and we how many people were at the house? Um, 20? Yeah. 20 people. Mm-hmm. We had 20 people in the house. So I'm not doing a, a single bag of pasta. Right, right. You, 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 we had to bring out the big stock pot. Of course, of course. So that's going to take 30 minutes to boil that water mm-hmm. to start with. Yeah. Before you even get to any of the other incidental things that must happen. Right. It was crazy. It ended up being a four-hour meeting. It was four hours. Oh, my But God. the kids were so proud. So hungry. They were also so proud. They were right? also very hungry. They they got their chance to use their knife skills by cutting up tomatoes for the salad. Mm-hmm. They um they ended up splitting up into teams. Uh, I really I did not realize this, but the recommendation is to send only the scouts that are going to be cooking to shop. Mm-hmm. Which meant that they had to assign people to be cooking. The idea wasn't what were the that rest the, of the whole kids to den wasn't supposed to be cooking. What are they? What are they supposed theoretically, to it would have been a meal planning group, a budgeting oh. group, right? But I think it was better done this way because then the kids got it, was all it from start to finish. Yeah, everybody yeah. did all the parts of it. Um, but we did split them into teams: a cake team, and then a mac and cheese team, a salad team. It was. One of the most chaotic shopping experiences oh, I I'm have glad I ever that. had. I had to get the Dutch oven coals going. I had a whole bunch of other stuff I had to do at home, so I didn't have to go. I am so glad I didn't have to The go. number of parents that came up to me was like, you really have a lot of patience. And I was like, does it seem like that? <laughs> Is that what I'm giving off right now? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Because I, I'm pretty strict with the kids. I make them walk single file. Right. Like it, it's And at the store, because of how many there were, I made them walk double file. They had to, like, walk two, two, and two. Right. Um, and when we got back, it took forever to boil the water, obviously. The wire. And, and that's even using, we were using the Atom K6ARK camp stove. Fully With ramped. the massive. Yeah. I realized this after that. I had the bayou burner on the side of the house. Yeah. I should have just bayou burned the crap out of that water. Yeah. I would have had that thing going in like 10 minutes. Yeah. 
with that, That's with okay. that high BTU burner. And it and so a part of the the whole thing is that they have to make a roux. Right. It's just insane. Like it's, and, oh my and God. they're actually I, I'm glad that I was the one to kind of teach this because there's a trick to a roux. You want it to you want to cook it until it smells kind of nutty. Mm-hmm. Right. So that there's no flour flavor left mm-hmm. before you start pouring in any of the liquid to make the bechamel before you add. Yeah, this cheese. is Cub Scouts. Right. So that so <laughs> you're making a bechamel. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, and then you're adding in the cheese and you have to fold the cheese which made me think of the Shit's creek yeah you, you fold it in what does that mean <laughs> like what well that was there was multiple kids yeah. that were like what does it mean what does that mean the folding is the worst part it yeah <laughs> and i was like well folding basically means you've got to get all the way to like the bottom of the pan and then you're kind of bringing up everything from the bottom and you're folding it over on the top that's how you're going to incorporate everything mm-hmm. so then the kids got to do that and then uh and then we baked, once we mixed the noodles in, we baked it and topped it with a panko bread crusted yes. mac and cheese. And in my mind, I, I, I was thinking to myself, why is this the recipe? <laughs> but it turns out that the baking time was 20 minutes. And I think in Darren's mind... <laughs> He saw that. 20 minute cook time, right? No, no, no so much prep time. It was, a hun- it was an hour and 30 minutes. That yes. was the full yes. time as listed on the recipe. Yes. Which is, oh. And then, so meanwhile, beautiful. Darren was making a dump cake uh, with the other scouts. A non dump dump cake, yes. And because he pre mixed everything in a bowl and then put it into the Dutch oven. And it used cake mix and seven up. Uh, it was cake mix, Seven Up, marshmallows, and chocolate chips. And I think there was eggs involved. Uh, they're probably well, sure in the in the cake mix. Yeah, and I did not realize that marshmallows and chocolate chips were going to go into this. No, I've done a good amount of Dutch oven cooking. Anything that's high sugar in yeah. Dutch oven is a really bad idea because Dutch ovens are. I will say I have done many different types of cooking on many different types of heat. And the Dutch oven is one of the more challenging things to do. Oh, absolutely. A Dutch oven yeah. has... I made monkey bread when we're camping in a Dutch oven. Sure. And and things like we made chili. Chili's very forgiving. Yes. Uh, monkey bread's actually not forgiving at all. That is very... You, you did very well on that one. Biscuits are really good. You know, you can do biscuits pretty well in a Dutch oven. The problem with a Dutch oven is that... The Dutch oven material being cast iron is very good at retaining heat. Yes. And Dutch ovens are very prone to overheating. Yes. And the problem with overheating a Dutch oven is... There is a trick to it. Very it's much a, so. It's a certain number of coals. It's it's very much the number of coals. It's very much how you position them. Yeah. Because, again, you can create hot spots. The problem, though, is that once it becomes overheated... It's, it's done. very difficult to bring it back down, if not impossible, for whatever is inside of it. That chocolate cake ended up so burnt. It was there was a full half inch at the bottom that was just totally, and the burnt. rest of the cake just tasted like burnt chocolate, like burnt chocolate. Yeah. Um. So that was that was the only downside of of the evening. Uh. But yeah, it it was it was just a lot. It was a logistics nightmare. He had a a one quart size dutch oven that he was going to make a a cake in for everybody 
I mean, I think you could have let him use that. It, no, he, probably... he asked me. He asked me where can you get yours, and I'm like, well, we we talked about this, and you said that we weren't doing the Dutch oven at the camp out, right? Yeah. He goes, I, he's like, yes, but with all these people here, we need the bigger one. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I had to go drag out the huge one that I've got. Thank goodness you reconfigured where you're keeping all the camping stuff. It's still a mess in the garage. Everything has to be. We still have so much work. So, Ronnie, anyway. when you say you do scouts giving and all of the very similar to what we did, have to cook a side dish. I have the utmost respect for you and every single one of those troops. Yeah. For the amount of work that the parents had to put in, literally, because you know, with scouts, you have to have two adults with every like a, right. a, an adult can't be alone with a scout correct at no time yeah and they're dealing with fire they're dealing with knives so literally it's all hands on deck from all the parents and we're all fighting our inclination to be like just give it to me just give it to me like just give it just give it to me you're creating so much stress for I'm me right now freak out. <laughs> so well done ronnie and your team because i i really i feel this for you yeah <laughs> yeah right on good for you man Hi, my name is Name Redacted, and this is Master Pun Theater. Amazing. Josh, did you know that the theme to Mortal Kombat is actually based on a church hymn from Scandinavia? Yes. That's right. Finish him. It's a finish him. <laughs> I showed you that one. Yes. It's a finish him. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much, bum, Pun bum, Master. Bum, 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 bum. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. It is much appreciated. I knew that one. Maybe well, if it isn't Mr. Incoherent, <laughs> I think I'll pause right here. Okay, this is Kilo hey, and Mike Almazulu. Hello. I'm just calling to, um, I don't know, maintain my contribution to the HRCC podcast. Uh, just plethora, the portfolio of, of contributions. Um, and I was uh, examining whether I would want to... Uh, Let's do a, a song parody or a song alteration. Um, I got a few songs um, brewing in my mind, um, but Can't they're wait. not there yet. So maybe I guess I'm waiting. Later, <laughs> uh, you will hear one. I also uh, am excited for. I, I, I know I told you some time ago that I joined uh, the Glarg uh, and uh, the V the HRCC VE team. Well done, Nathan. Um, I never actually um, have been part of a test yet. Um, just. I just have other stuff going on, uh, but um, there's uh, well, you got to test people, Nathan. Some, uh, changes <laughs> and, and moving with the HRCC uh, VE team. I'm not going to give the information because I don't know to what extent um, stuff will happen. So uh, perhaps you will hear uh, about it sooner or later. And um, again, no matter how it it's set up, the HRCC VE team. Is there the to help best people, team in ham radio uh, in Indeed. a friendly and inviting way, and they have a great um, organized team with uh, Heather and Mike and all the other people. Uh, the other, uh, another Nate, yeah. So everyone, if you aren't, um, if you're examining whether you want to uh, take technician, general, or extra, come on over to. The HRCC uh, VE team and schedule up your your test and uh, and these changes actually are making me want to um, uh, get more active with the VE team. You because, should. Um, yeah, I don't do think it. I can test anymore, so um, I don't have any more tests. I'm at the top of the block. So 
This is Kilo and Mike Amazuzu. Hopefully this is uh, one voicemail today. Uh, 73. And it is. That was the last voicemail. Only you are in control of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there will probably be some amount of news in the future, but HRCC testing group is not going anywhere. Uh, we're still, I think, one of the larger groups out there that's doing online testing. And so they're just, you know some what? Of the most dedicated people in the hobby. They really I really got to thank Heather and Mike and the rest of the VEs because... They are so extremely responsive, mm -hmm. and I think they're they're acutely aware of the fact that when somebody contacts them for a test, it's all of that information is so fresh in their mind, right? Yes. And they're nervous that they're going to lose that information. Right. So the idea that you would have to, like, wait for a month the way you used to. Oh, yeah. Is that has to be so nerve wracking. Right. And taking a test with the HRCC VE team, the least stressful. Oh, yeah. 100%. That, I, I mean, they, they have like a wiki. They would literally do everything to make sure people are as informed and as comfortable as possible. And then you see a bunch of friendly faces before they turn off their Zoom camera so that you can test without them staring. Right. Well, I mean, they're just staring at you. But... <laughs> But you can't see them staring at you. You don't know that they're staring at you. I mean, you know. but <laughs> You can pretend to yourself that yes. they're not staring at you. You can pretend like you're just taking a practice test. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, best best team in the uh, in the whole the whole business of getting hams 100%. out there started. And one of the best things about the group, and I, I agree with their charter, that it's about the stewardship of radio and encouraging people to be active in radio and putting forward the best foot yes. to the newcomers of radio, the yeah. importance of that, how important setting people up to be successful right out of the gate and making it known that the hobby is important for the hobby's sake, just for the, the betterment of radio and what radio can be and the camaraderie and the stewardship and just all of that that good stuff and and they're really they 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 focus on that being the primary most important thing which is what we really really like about what they do so good job yeah i involved. feel i feel like that team really does spend a lot of time training mm -hmm. and emphasizing how important it is to be good stewards mm -hmm. of ham radio right you know and being respectful to other hams i know that uh, there are other ham groups out there that are not nearly as welcoming, not, not they have different motivations, you know. So you know, probably it's all probably good at the end of the day, but uh, there are certainly different motivations that ex exist with different groups. Yeah. So it's funny because I like to think of the HRCC VE team mm -hmm. like uh, in fraternity terms. There's like a pledge mom mm -hmm. and sometimes a pledge dad. Okay. Right? And so that's like Heather and Mike. Okay. And then all of the VEs that test, there's like usually a big brother, big sister system mm -hmm. that helps people get into the, and that's what VEs are in my mind. Okay. And <laughs> so, because these are, these are the people that you're going to see before you head into your test. Right. It is the moment before you are not a ham mm -hmm. and the moment you are the moment after when you become a ham, mm -hmm. right? They're there for your ham birth. Yes. 
And I think now you got a test pledge. There's just not a, a more welcoming group, and there's no hazing. So <laughs> there used to be <laughs> during COVID. So thank you so much, uh, HRCC VE Tombs, for bringing so many ham births into <laughs> so many ham babies. <laughs> yes, they brought so many ham babies into this world. Exactly. exactly. Congratulations, ham radio newborns. Yes, <laughs> Hamlets. Hamlet. Hamlets. <laughs> Very good. So Shakespearean. Nicely done. Nicely done. <laughs> Whether it's nobler. In the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous persecution. <laughs> well, everybody, that closes the ham or the uh, the voicemail annex. We're gonna slide on over to the looming tower in the back. This is the email correspondence tower. This is where we take your emails. You can email us at leah at hamtactical.com. As always, we love to keep it ham radio if we can to a point, but there's so many diatribes that we go on for most of these shows that we like a little shenanigans in there as well. And if you want to help us out, well, the best way to do that is go to hamtactical.com. It's the merch store for the podcast and for the YouTube channel. You can find many of the lovely designs that Leah makes I've right there. I've been a there. busy bee. You have been. Oh, my gosh, people. I don't even think you're ready for... The decals that are going on the coffee for oh, the Christmas release. So cool. Is... They're so cool. I am... I, I've I've seen a few of them. Every one of them has made me laugh. And I... Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, most of them are podcast-related. They're all... So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're so good. Um, man, anyway. So, yeah, look forward to that in the future. But if you send us a merch idea in your email... And we like your merch idea. And Leia makes a merch idea available on hamtactical.com. We'll send you one uh, for free. So, again, Leia at hamtactical.com. Send us an email. But first. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the tower. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the tower. Leia's reading your emails and Josh is going on a tangent. Thank you for your email. We hope you like it here. Oh, thank That's you. Wonderful. Now, I, I believe the intention of that drop was supposed to be every time someone that emailed us for the first time, we were supposed to play that? Yes. <laughs> no, it's just going to be the opening of the tower. Not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the opening of the tower. I like it better as the opening. So thank you again for sending that. All right. Well, the first email is titled, Regarding Per My Last Question, Question, Question Mark. Ah, forget about it. And this comes from Kevin. <laughs> Greetings to you two from Northern Virginia. Leesburg, Virginia is the site of Balls Bluff Battlefield. To say the battle was a goat rope of major proportions for the Union Army is an understatement. Lieutenant Oliver Wendell Holmes, future Supreme Court Justice, was wounded during the battle. Harper's Ferry is about an hour up the road from me. Antietam National Battlefield, also an hour away. Gettysburg is two hours away up north. As to your query why Virginia and West Virginia exist, they used to be one state until Virginia decided to secede from the Union. The counties that made up West Virginia refused to secede and hence became their oh, own state. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All Thank right. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I forgot, learned and forgot that sometime yeah. long ago. 
Well, you really have sold me on Leesburg. That sounds like somewhere people need to stay to go and learn all about the Civil War. Sounds like a place you don't want to get caught metal detecting. Am I right? (laughs) Well, Kevin continues, I decided to use one of my Raspberry Pi 4s exclusively for Winlink email. Easier that way. All Shack devices to include the Wowi computer with the Linux Mint are now running off DC power, a rather easy change from the power supply over to a battery. My latest project is to get N1MM installed on Linux Mint for my Shack. It's supposed to work, but that's the challenge. Unfortunately, when I get done with this, I won't be able to recreate the process. Yes, it's complicated. Uh, that sounds like quite the project. <laughs> Off to get the snow blower ready for winter. Need to clean the garage so when I bring the snow blower back in, the snow melt doesn't get all over everything. We are overdue for snow. El Nino is kicking up this year. All the Euster pro- usual prognosticators are out talking about 30 inches to 40 inches for the winter. That is almost as that's that's almost as tall as the kids. That's a that's a child of snow. You are that's... the the worst. <laughs> like you, worse than the cold, man. You are <laughs> worse than the hot too. Again, we we've identified you got a real sweet spot that you you operate in. You know, like how like those uh, sled dogs, th- those uh, you know the the huskies and whatnot. Yeah. Like they are only the fastest. Like when they're in negative 10 degree weather, yeah. like that is when their body and like just their design, you know, just yeah. is at peak performance. Right. I always feel bad for you are in like California. you are like you peak performance is like 68 to 73. 68 is, I think, too cold unless it's the summer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So you are you are a. Uh, you're quite an interesting person. <laughs> 73 in the summer, very hot. Oh, yeah. 73 in the winter, just right. Yes. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Kevin says, I will wait and see, but it never hurts to be prepared. A three-foot snowstorm is not out of the realm of possibility. Oh, three feet. That's so much fun. I mean, but aside just, from any That damage, just becomes but. your freezer then. Like you just start opening the door. Like your back door is just the freezer. Just put everything in there. That's where I keep my cougar cold. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 73, Kevin, WA4KBM. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it looks like it's sent twice, Kevin. So whatever you were if you thought that your first one didn't come through it did come through if you needed that uh that Mm. check all right the next email is titled the rhythm of the code and this comes from the illustrious john amadeo ah very nice hello john i actually wanted to say to john i'm glad he wrote in i'm so glad for you that the strikes are over oh yes that's right Yes. So you will be able to go back and work on all the brilliant things that you do. Uh, yes. Uh, I was told there's um, there's a writer that 
uh, has his daughter is in the same tennis class as Bennett Edison. So when the kids are playing for two hours, we just kind of like sit there and talk about right. the stuff he's working on. And he said that nothing is going to be picked up or done other than existing shows. So okay. no, no like new shows or anything like that uh, until like early 2024, I think. Okay. So all the writers are working on writing feature films now. So we may have Oh, this. they're they're all trying to get the money back right now. Yeah. Like, we, we need something quick. Yeah. Some, so yeah. I think they are uh, looking at this massive movie boom, right? right? The Cannes Film Festival is going to be amazing this year. <laughs> Pro, well, yeah. Wait, when is con? You call it the can? Is it the con? It's con. It's a con film festival. I thought it was can. You know what? John will tell us. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean. All right. So John says, hi, Leia. You were right. It is called the Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Just <Nope>. kidding. <laughs> Here's a funny song that teaches you the cadence of the Morse code characters. Not sure how clear it is for use on the podcast, but Neil Rapp used to play it a lot on Ham Talk Live. See what you think. Keep building your code skills. 73 John AA6JA. Thank you, John. This is, I'm not going to play it because anything on YouTube, uh, I just consider, you know. We're not on YouTube. No, it's a link for YouTube. I just oh. don't want to, I don't want to play it without permission. Well, the, the best way to hear that link is to join us over on the Discord. Well, I'll drop the link in the show notes. Okay. And John is so sweet because he is being encouraging about CW because I did well last week, not even mentioning that he gave me the keys to the kingdom for for general. Right, 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 right. <laughs> he did. He did. And John, I don't know if you have noticed, but I'm also doing better on the general test. You are. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you, gave you for her that. Just the right amount of shame. <laughs> Thanks, John. Which is what drives Leia forward. <laughs> uh, no, shame's probably not the the threat of disappointment. Yes, I don't like disappointing people. I yep. like deeply, like who have given so much. Right, right, right. To right, right. try and yeah. just your life in general. Just think yeah. of you know yeah. all the things John's done for you. Yeah, exactly. In the enjoyment of watching many things that he's created so many things <laughs> just think of it like that just look at it that way yeah, yeah. <sighs> wow okay <laughs> well thank you so much john i will probably listen to that video repeatedly <laughs> so <laughs> the next email is titled merch idea maybe <laughs> this comes from kyle josh and leia happy sunday love the podcast and hrcc live thank you for getting me back into radio i stepped away after moving from zero land back to nine land several years ago when i moved i also had to step away from being the aries ec for the county i worked in oh well welcome back their loss is uh is I, I'm gonna guess nine lands gain, given that you're back. Yes. So, yesterday I joined the Long Island CW Club to learn code, and eventually I plan on upgrading to extra. Mm. Since returning to radio, I have gotten interested in QRP, Poda, and Soda. Man, that's a real resurgence. Just I like it. Yeah. 
Okay, so enough about me. Merch idea. Listening to the past podcast during my commute, we need an HRCC cookbook. This I can do. This is solid. I'm very excited. How would you like a million sourdough discard recipes? <laughs> 99 of them that are just okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then one bread. Yeah. One of the, bread. The discard crackers were good the discard crackers were good except for the sill i we can't be using those sill things anymore i hate well you can't you can't put the sill pats in the dishwasher we found because they absorb the soap flavor they taste like soap uh the the discard pancakes are good discard pancakes are good what else discard waffles which is uh discard waffles i argue were better than the pancakes I yes, think. yeah. I think they were better. Because I actually do a yeasted waffle that's an overnight waffle that gives Reisman crispiness mm-hmm. typically and with the discard I don't have to overnight it. The discard actually lends all that flavor development and crispiness. Oh, okay. Uh what else did I make? Oh, I made crumpets. The crumpets were good. I don't remember the crumpets that much, so they were I guess they were okay. And Okay, so for anybody who doesn't remember, my brother, uh, the one thing he makes completely amazingly, in my mind, because he won't cook anything else for the family, he's well known for being the cookies guy, cookies with a Q, okay? Don't know what that means. And during uh, the panoramic, he actually made a bit of a business with that, where he was making cookies, and I think it was... Over $16 for six cookies. Which is just crazy. And people were picking them up from him. He was delivering them. He was going everywhere. These cookies are amazing. And he called them brown buttered cookies. Mm -hmm. And I've already made brown butter uh, chocolate chip cookies before. So I know that that can't be the only secret. And I realized from my sourdough adventures, he's using sourdough discard. That's a secret ingredient for his cookies. It's also a lot of salt. Well, he sprinkles molten salt on the top, but yeah. that's that's not just it. the The look of the cookie where they're all dead and flat. Yes, it has to do with sourdough discard. The whole the texture of the cookie, everything. So, uh, I will make them for Thanksgiving. Just to screw with just him, <laughs> to be like, you want to have some? <laughs> look at these cookies. Look at these I just cookies made. I made. Look at these sad cookies. <laughs> these delicious cookies. Deliciously sad cookies. Because he was not giving me that recipe. <laughs> like, so you could give me the recipe and I make the cookies myself so the kids don't have to keep asking you to make cookies. And then he was like, but I like them to ask. Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> you are not I have taken the light children. <laughs> I have taken the last piece of power. <laughs> <laughs> You've taken everything from me. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> you know what that's from, right? It's like it's like I'm Thanos. <laughs> yes. The last. No, it was that was uh, yes. Wanda. <laughs> yeah. She, she she yelled at Thanos. You've taken everything from me. And he's like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's... Okay. So Kyle says, hearing y'all talk about various recipes, I thought I need to email Leah to share some recipes. Then I thought, why not share the love? We need a cookbook or recipe sh- or recipe sharing Discord channel. I bet I could make a cookbook where an entire section is about camping recipes. I was just going to say, most of your best recipes are like camping related. 
what? I mean, like that's like you have I, a whole segment specifically. I arguably for... cook better in a regular kitchen. Oh no, yeah, of course, of <laughs> yeah. course. I'm saying like you you make many good things that like you could just say all camping, all camping. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but in all fairness, maybe we can get we the recipe out... for the the mythical hamburger. <laughs> That was only made one time. Oh, and the tamales. Never. And the, the tamales. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, the the fundamental problem is that when I make something and I feel like it, ha- it has checked all the boxes, I, it can never be better than this. She, I just, never make done. it again. You never make it again. You're like, I'm, and I'm done. I'm out. It is maddening. It's a special. No, I only feel that way when I get it in the first shot. Oh yeah, then yeah. you're like, well, this is beneath like, me. <laughs> no, never not do this again. It's like I don't know if this is a fluke or what. I'm just not gonna touch oh. it again. <laughs> I'm going out on top. Yeah. <laughs> it will just have to live on in our memories. <laughs> uh, the you, tamales were wild. The- I, you're still so salty about that burger. <laughs> I don't know what you did. Like I don't know what you did. I don't. Know. I also don't know anymore. I know that's. Because <laughs> you told me like years later, you're like, you know what, Josh? I just gotta tell you, I don't know what I made. I don't. Probably, I don't remember I don't at all. You, but part of it is because when I decided to make the burger, mm-hmm. the insane amount of research I did and combining of methodologies, I felt would be the most effective. <laughs> ridiculous none of the websites i look for will even rank now do you get what i mean the internet changes oh yeah now it's (laughs) now it's a woman talking about getting through her uh her graduate degree for four pages before you get to the burger right right alton brown's not even doing good eats anymore right right The, the whole beginning of it is explaining why if it wasn't for her horse she wouldn't have finished that last year in college. <laughs> and actually, Alton Brown, I, I did go back and like a, a little bit try to look up the different methodologies that I remembered off the top of my head. Like and I went to go look for Alton Brown's recipe because I feel like his methodologies are very centered on science. OK. And he now has multiple hamburger recipes. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. He has now had to go back and recreate what he's already done because yes. now he's got like multiple. Um, so the hot tip as like whenever somebody would be like, hey, Josh, you do the turkey every year for Thanksgiving. You know, if somebody wanted to kind of like make a good turkey, like what would be the one thing no matter how you cooked it? What'd you do? Yeah. The Alton Brown brine. Right. Would be right. the thing. Like just do yes. that. However you want to prepare your turkey. It doesn't matter. Do that. Right. That's the thing to do. Um, the the other tough thing about. But making, now but where I'm going with that is he has yeah. like two or three brine recipes now. Yes. So it's like, well, which one is it? Which one is this? Like, what is this? The other thing is that the things that I consistently make well, mm-hmm. I measure nothing. Oh, yeah. That's a, well, because that's, I yeah. I just know. Right. Like, sure. I taste. I adjust. And measurements be damned right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. uh and 
that's not me trying to keep secrets. <laughs> that's me. Just... That's like with your mom. Yeah. Right? Like... <laughs> when I was younger, I thought my mom was trying to keep yeah, this yeah, information from me. <laughs> like, no, kid. I just like, I've made this 1800 times. But what's funny is I did find her handwritten recipe book. Mm hmm. And I don't even know that those are the measurements she uses now. Right, right, right. Who knows so, now? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know what? I think I will work on an HRCC cookbook. Uh, if you would like to submit a recipe for me to try cooking for the HRCC cookbook for inclusion, title it, not for podcast, recipe. There you <laughs> okay? go. Also note, um, this is nothing against Leia, but not the biggest huge stepped baking person yeah i don't you're not really into like it's lots. too exact it's, it's too exacting like there's just yeah. like if there's 20 different ingredients with very precise measurements and then like a complex baking solution yeah not really your jam because i'm i'm really a ratio cooker so sure. there's there's certain things that like if like, i got x amount of protein and I'm making a stew. I got to break this down no, with no, so even, much liquid and even so much in seasoning. Baking, I I've got a pretty good idea of how the ratios work. Okay. So if it's something that's like that doesn't have a big range for error, mm -hmm. then like macarons, for instance, <laughs> like puff pastry. Um, puff pastry is not that hard. Neither are baguettes, actually. No, baguettes are not hard. Yeah. So. That's why bread is fine. That was another thing that happened that used to be a big thing. We had you had an uncle. That yeah. His claim to fame was the warm baguettes and cheese. And then one year, like your year, you were like, I'm just going to do that now. <laughs> I just I just made. But he made like kind of loaves. Right. And I made French baguettes like right. in an actual baguette pan. Right. And then everybody was like, wait, you made these? Because they were so light and airy and crispy. So delicious. And then everybody was like, so pleased. And I was like, I'm done here. Thank you. Never again. Enjoy your, we're, we're enjoy done your with Thanksgiving. And he never brought bread and he again never, either. You shamed him into never making them again. God. That wasn't my purpose. I just wanted to share something with my uncle. Thinking yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I just want to share with you how like <laughs> I made this better than you. No, this thing that you've no. drawn. They were two different. They were two different kinds from... of bread, though. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm kidding. Mine but was more time. like the the Vietnamese French. Mine baguette. was more like better in lots of ways. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. He Mine was more refined, you know, no. more civilized, cultured. <laughs> But also deeply connected to the Vietnamese roots. <laughs> Yours is like really good with the Costco cheese and wine that you brought. <laughs> I am so not like that. I know. I know you're not. I know you're not. That's just my internal demons. Like all the things I don't say <laughs> coming I just, out. I just wanted to like talk with because he's he's my favorite uncle. No, I know, of course. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so even when I was little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, and he, when I was little, my uncles were always, and I feel so bad because I feel like our kids do not have this right now. <laughs> but when I was a kid, oh yeah, any time, yeah. I had a question. Mm -hmm. I knew 
that one of my uncles would have the answer. So when they would come to town, which would be at least once a month, mm-hmm. okay, I was they were coming and staying for the weekend at my house, mm-hmm. right? And so like I became very close to them, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew that on the weekend that I'm seeing my uncle, I'm gonna get all these questions answered, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm psyched, right? So, anyways. The whole thing with the bread is that I was so excited to share it with him and exchange like bread making tips and yep. stuff like that, you know? And it didn't turn out that way. Yeah. So, kind of sad. Yeah, I had uh just on my dad's side, I had a cacophony of wild uncles. That could answer a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean some questions. <laughs> I mean, between, between Jim was like the Gen X emo guy. Nice. And then you had Fred, which is just the random construction can build like uh, not so much the building but like <laughs> makes like bum wine at home plays the harmonica like a real hobo aesthetic yes he's gonna go now and then steve oh yeah craziest man ever just an absolute nutcase he he is somebody who does not have an issue breaking societal norms to make things the way that he will feel comfortable <laughs> in any given moment. He had he had a club. <laughs> they were called the Believers. Okay? Before Justin Bieber was a thing. Like, back in the Oh, they're early, not Believers. Back in the 80s, actually. And it was based around a television show called The Invaders. The Invaders were aliens that took the form of human beings. And they would use these hockey puck things that they'd put on the back of your neck to, like, incapacitate you. And then they would take your body over. And there was a guy who was um, who was their disciple, you know, their, their their lord and savior was the main character from the show. Okay. And they all had, like, code names. <laughs> and he, all of his buddies and stuff. They, it's like they, the investigators? Yeah, but The Believers <laughs> is a horrible television. Like, bad movies, like, my love of bad movies and all that stuff yes. comes from... My uncle Steve and Uncle Jim, those yes. two. Um, but yeah, so anyway, total nutcase. My memories of Steve all center around our wedding. Yeah, which... where he moved floral arrangements. Yes, to an aesthetics that he enjoyed. Yes, <laughs> and then I think he stepped over a couch. Yeah, just, just jumped over a couch. Even though there was a could... walkway. Nope, nope. But he didn't want to walk past people. It's like too many Asian people. <laughs> I'm just gonna There's... step over this couch. Can't ask anybody to move out of my way. Yes, politely, or even show indication that you plan on walking down nope. the path so that people can. I'm move. just gonna <laughs> vault Make the couch. Make my own path. <laughs> I'll just cut this couch in half. Yeah, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> Get Fred to. Bring his saws out. <laughs> what a dream team. Which Fred the showed up to boys. our wedding with like jeans. Canadian tuxedo. Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> with spackle on his boots. Oh, good times, your family. Well, Kyle signs off. Have a great week. 73, Kyle, KC9. I am a 1X crew, not allergic to bees. I don't think I am anyway. Well, I hope you don't find out the hard way. Yeah, there's really only one way to know about that. And Kyle, if we make an HRCC cookbook, you will get one for free. That's a really good idea. And you picked uh, an idea that Leia is very likely to actually want to do. (laughs) I'm going to need some photography.
Gotta gotta test out some recipes. Make sure they're not horrible. <laughs> There's so many recipes you can do. Just from your like your ones that you like make all the time. Mm-hmm. Just the simple stuff, right? Because a lot of times people just want something simple. That's true. All right. So like baka. Oh yeah. Everybody can taste what baka tastes like. And, and then, then they can have skyline chili. Yes. yes. So you can have the Yeah. The experience. Maybe it includes a skyline chili dupe. What's a dupe? <laughs> a like a duplicate recipe, like a copycat. Oh no. All right. I mean, maybe I don't know if you can figure that out. That's up yeah. to you. Thank you so much mm. for your vote of confidence. <laughs> I'll give you my egg recipe that I stole from Gordon West. <laughs> Not Gordon West. Uh, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The best of eggs. <laughs> the best eggs. You, you too can have the breakfast that we are always eating. <laughs> Unless you're my mom. That's her worst eggs. Yes. Hates them. The number of times she mentions having to microwave the eggs you cook. Hates them. Hates my eggs. But if you overcook eggs, Edison won't eat them. Oh, yeah. No. They're... He is. It's French style scrambled eggs French style scrambled eggs or nothing. Will not yeah. eat a fried egg. Yeah. Does not like, oh, and does not like a, a, a scrambled egg that's like a, an American style scramble. Yeah. Where it's kind of like a very flat skillet. Lots the of The diner folds. style. Lots of folds. Real yeah. thick, you know, thick, yeah. foldy He'll pieces. He'll be like, I wanted scrambled eggs. <laughs> I don't want them hard. <laughs> I don't want hard eggs. He will eat the McDonald's egg, though, in a sausage egg McMuffin. Who, who won't? He, he calls that a breakfast burger. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the next email is titled Antenna, and this comes from Jeff. What antennas are compatible with the Quansheng UV K5 uh, in parentheses 8? Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> UV K5 in parentheses 8. 8. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh! Yeah, literally that one. Uh, it's probably a SMA female antenna. Okay. So the the radio will have the male side, which remember the center pin, wherever the center pin is, is the male side of whatever the equation is. So it's an SMA style connector. So likely it's going to be an SMA female antenna. Um, I would though go out and get yourself a BNC adapter from an SMA female to BNC female, and then you can just use BNC male antennas, which is the fastest, most effective way to be able to change antennas out for whatever you're doing on the field. Okay. Any any additional specific antenna recommendations? that? Yeah, I've got lots of them. I've got entire videos covering all of those antennas that i have tested throughout the years if you go to my uh, i have a playlist called practical ham radio tests or practical antenna tests every one of those antennas can basically be found in an sma female variety or again can be found in a bnc variety if you want a if you want my best performing vertical antenna um, you would want to go with the mfj long ranger or the Smiley one half wave. These are both telescoping or telescoping telescopic antennas. So you likely don't want to like put it on your antenna and then run around or hike with it. Mm-hmm. You'd leave that in the bag. Leave your rubber ducky antenna on the radio or something that's more resi- resilient to just be you know knocked mm-hmm. around a lot. And then when you get to your location that you need it, you put the 
the half wave on for two meters and you just totally kill it on two meters. Have you ever thought about doing bracket reviews of antennas? It's a oh, like a uh huh. Oh, that's not a bad idea. It'll take a long. It'll take forever. Yeah, it take a really long time. Mm-hmm. But it'd be good because it's the only scientific way to do it. No. Yes. No. Yeah. No. You you put them up against each other. No, I don't need to do that. Until one way. You you are obfuscating <laughs> me with nonsense. <laughs> I already have a solution. The home station records the signal to noise ratio. Okay. Whichever antenna, when I'm in the field, provides the most signal to noise back to the house, mm -hmm. that's the winner. And if I sort them by largest to smallest, there's one through N. Mm, but I really like bracket systems. I feel like they're really an enjoyable way to... And but that doesn't other, guarantee that you find the best. The other thing yeah. that that doesn't take into account mm -hmm. is the ease of setup there has to be points for ease of setup oh we're not even talking hf he's just talking bhf uhf like antenna on the body of the radio hand -hand. and like and and reliability like in terms of a, uh, or i guess ruggedness is a better phrase for it mm -hmm. and packability you know and just like yeah pure good looks Aesthetics. <laughs> yeah. That's a real sexy antenna you got. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the next email <laughs> is titled Thank You, HRCC. And this comes from Brandon. Hello, Josh and Leah. I wanted to start out with a huge thank you for everything you do. Well, thank you. Thank you. My father-in-law is now a silent key. Aww. Oh, we're so sorry for your loss. But he was a ham operator and for many years before his passing, he had we had many discussions about ham radio and he was a huge inspiration for me in both life and in general and radio. I have always had a mind for engineering, now have a college degree in computer engineering and found radio fascinating. But I was still early in my life and had not committed to getting my license. I looked into it again after I got married, after my father-in-law's passing in 2011. But physically going to take the test was a little off-putting for me. Okay. Plus, reading the ARRL ham radio license manual was pretty painful. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> on October 3rd, 2023, one of your videos popped up on my YouTube feed. I have no idea which video it was, but Josh talked about being able to take the test online and this amazing tool called hamstudy.org. I made an account, started taking the practice test, and started scoring about 80%. Oh. That night, laying in bed, I started wondering what times the tests were available and if I'd be able to take one in the next couple of days. I checked on hamstudy.org, and there was one starting in about 10 minutes. Oh, and it wow. was by the very channel that told me about all of this, HRCC. I immediately got out of bed, signed up, and that night, I passed my technician exam. Wow. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's super cool. The team was incredible, very welcoming, and encouraged me to get my general after I studied for it. Well. Excellent. I, so this was October 3rd that wow uh okay he he took his tech mm -hmm. 
Well, I passed my general exam on October 13th. Fantastic. Congratulations again. And my amateur extra exam on October 31st. Whoa. (laughs) So you got to see the Halloween costumes. Some of the VE showed up in Halloween costumes, right? Uh, To the test? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The experience was so wonderful the first time I took the other two tests with HRCC as well. In fact, Andrew... WF9N left a voicemail about it a month ago mentioning that he joined the VE team and his first session was helping someone through their upgrade. That was me getting my general. Wow. Oh, I love this. That's super cool. Oh, well done, Andrew. And obviously, well done, Brandon. But way to go, Andrew, the VE, too. Indeed. (laughs) Well, I... uh, I have since inherited my father-in-law's radio, IC746, and hope to get his call sign in January when it is available. Oh, that is so meaningful. Good, good. I just set up my VHF antenna this past weekend and already put extra runs in the patch box for other antennas. Next will be a random wire. I've also been having fun playing on my HT ID50, checking into local nets, and my Morserino should be here in the next few days so I can start learning CW. Excellent. Fantastic. Look Very at good. you leveling up. Yeah, seriously. You've, you've, <laughs> I mean, you've been surrounded by it for a while, right? Like, you know, with, the, with all the people yeah, that have been in his life. Uh, but how fast you're coming up to extra and going to be getting into CW, that's amazing. Good job. All of this to say thank you for what you are doing. If I hadn't stumbled across your channel, I likely would have never got my license. While my father-in-law is no longer here, ham radio makes me feel a small connection with Aww, him. That's nice. Aw. That's, that's very nice. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. I can't express this enough. Brandon, K-E-8-Z-G-J. P.S. I want to give a huge shout out to all my VEs, Heather... KM6, ZQB, Mike, WX0MIK. Those are really the two that do, do a ton of uh, mm-hmm. coordinating. Yep. Um, so uh, actually, I they must test so many people, mm-hmm. Heather and Mike, mm-hmm. right? Because they, they pop in um, whenever additional people are needed. But this is a very long list of Vs. Hang on. <laughs> um, Sepper. N6IRN, David, AI5NB, Chris, WZ7K, Nathan, WY0X, Andrew, WFN9, Nick, KJ7NWK, Daniel, KJ7NUY, and Derek, N0DCW. You had a very full house of VEs. I'm assuming this is every VE from tech. All the all way to yeah, yeah, extra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And again, that VE team really deserves so much credit mm-hmm. for the uh, the commitment they have to minting new hands. Let us know when you get your new call sign. I bet your wife is going to love that. So Indeed. Yes. Well done. The next email is titled Fullerton. And this comes from Douglas. Fullerton. Grand evening, Josh, and the f- lovely fair maiden Leia. Oh, thank you. Hello. 
I am working in Fullerton this week, although I wish I was home playing HF. I do. I really do like Fullerton, though. Fullerton's yeah. like it's it's a it's it's got a nice feel to it. That little downtown stretch area. There, there's so many hiking trails that are like kind of interspersed in the neighborhoods too. Mm, like yep. Juanita Cook goes literally between housing developments mm-hmm. where houses back up to it. Yeah. Can you imagine being a kid in one of those houses? Oh man, I'd and be being like, able in all to kinds just of trouble. Yeah, because I think Juanita Cook actually has some like more off-roading sections to it, too. So fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Douglas continues, I wish mostly to be spending time with my wife, the loveliest of all the fair maidens, whom I haven't seen in over a week. Aww. Well, I bet she misses so you, Douglas. Sometimes I somewhat jokingly tell my friends that I am in another country when I'm in California, but with no need of a passport or visa behind the lines possibility uh california i think does feel for some people like another country though sure yeah as i sit here enjoying a cookie from the hotel while in my room oh he must uh, be double tree i wonder why i'm not listening to the backlog of hrcc episodes that i have yet to listen you slacker alas that will be tomorrow as i toil at work Maybe later I will fire up the old or new HT. Maybe the old 520 and uh, .520 and listen. Or when Fair Maiden Leia gets her general on 7.225. That's all for now. Stay grounded. 73, Douglas. Oh, thank you, Douglas. Oh, there's an ad on here. Okay. As per my last email, I am in Fullerton. This rain is pleasant to see. Yes. Okay. So we got a random rainstorm. It was in the high 70s the day before. And that was like Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, it just started raining. And it was thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. And now it's sunny again. It's very confusing for me. You know? Um, I'm I'm hoping for more rain. It's supposed to rain again on Saturday. That's what I heard. Are you excited? Yeah. I love it when it rains. I, I love it when it rains for a certain amount of time. And then it's Yes, like, that's oh. also again some of your like, sweet good spot now. lifestyle. Yeah. When we had that <laughs> week of rain, you were like, I'm done. Get the rain out of here. <laughs> I was... Even though it refilled our lakes that were <laughs> <laughs> under dire Straits. Well, it actually did create so much property damage. The oh, the geez. amount of rain that was dumped. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So sure, sure. I'm just thinking about everybody who uh, had losses. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, we no. Could have full uh, there's always uh, there's yeah. a there's always a, a benefit and there's always a loser yeah. in many of these situations with nature. Douglas continues, I'm hoping that the Phoenix metro area gets rain as well. We really need it. That's that is also what we say. You're already a Californian. You're you're in. (laughs) I'm going to get on one four six point five two Wednesday and Thursday evenings after work, which is anywhere between seventeen hundred and nineteen hundred Pacific. I think uh, we have gotten this too late for us to. I had a radio on, but I didn't hear him. Yeah. Earlier this week, I forgot that daylight savings switched. I called my wife thinking we were on the same time. And Arizona is an hour later on MST. Oh, that is so, yeah. Arizona is the weird one because it doesn't move. 
Yeah. Did you hear the reason why? I mean, why? they're not weird. They're just... They're, they they, they don't want to deal with the non- they're resistors. nonsense. They're resistors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. They, they don't want to deal with daylight savings. Which, which is I, very I Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want daylight savings either. So I watched this video that was explaining how... Uh, there was a period of time that daylight savings had been repealed and then it was brought back by the golf lobby. What? So that people would have time after work to go golfing or before work or something. I don't know how, I don't know how it works, but they were just. Why don't they add lights to their golf course and then people can golf well into the evening. This was like, Decades ago that the oh. golf lobby did this. The golf lobby. Yeah. But what decades ago, back before there were lights? No, like in the 60s, I think. They had lights back then. Yeah. Well, and I thought that California had actually also repealed recently in the last 10 years daylight savings. But we're still I'm here. I'm so tired of it. We're still. I don't mind the fall back. <laughs> I don't it feels like I found an hour. What I mind is the spring forward. <laughs> no, I, I just, they just get rid of it. It's fine. The The planet changes. That's it. Okay. Seasons exist for a reason. It's fine. We'll all live. A farewell for now to the fair maiden and her knight. Douglas <sighs> Feet. Thank you so much, Douglas. Always nice to hear from you. Nice to hear that you're so close, but it sounds like you're very... Uh, soon to be with your fair maiden. So yes, yeah. And now so it's soon. time. It's the final email. All right. The final email is titled Bruce Kelly, 1929 QSO party this weekend. And this comes from Adam. Who is Bruce Kelly? Well, maybe we'll find okay. out. Hi, Josh and Leah. This weekend and last weekend is the Bruce Kelly 1929 QSO party. It's a fun event to listen in on. Here's a description from the Antique Wireless Association website. The Bruce Kelly 1929 QSO party is an annual AWA-sponsored event where participants either own an original or built a transmitter using the designs, techniques, and tubes that were available in 1929 and earlier with the purpose of trying to make as many, uh, uh, trying to contact as many other 1929 stations as possible. These transmitters can be very simple to build with the help of, of with plenty of help available should you need any guidance. This is a CW event, but don't worry about your speed. Most stations are using straight keys and speed is whatever you would like it to be. Since the early design gear is used, it is a most it is a wonderful blend of whooping, chirping, buzzing, clicking, drifting, swishing, swaying, <laughs> warbling, and other interesting signals. This is what ham radio sounded like in 1929, and it's 1929 again on the ham band. Oh, I love that. That's super cool. Uh, Adam has provided a link. Um, to his channel for some of the stations operating last weekend. I will drop that in the show notes. Obviously, you can't play it on the podcast, but I thought you'd like to check it out. Thanks for all you two do for the ham community. Oh, that's excellent. 73 Adam N0ZIB. Yes, I cannot play it on the podcast, but I can drop it in the show notes so that everybody else can experience it. Thank you yeah, so much, Adam. That's excellent. I still don't know who Bruce Kelly is. 
Uh, maybe he's the guy that designed the radio. Uh, it it sounds like it's it. It looks like it's just based on 1929, not a specific designer, but radios that were available during that time. So it's so Bruce probably just decided. I'm Bruce. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I really I'm like gonna. 1929. <laughs> what? My name is Bruce, and I really like 1929. All the radios available in 1929 are gonna be usable in my contest. And people were like, "You know what, Bruce?" Oh, it's a Bruce Kelly memorial. Oh, okay, sure. So he must have been an enthusiast of of old radio. radios. Yes. Mm, I like it. Fantastic. I like that. I like the. Well, the fact that you can build it your own and, and there are still people out there that are keeping that alive, I think is fundamentally one of the most important things. Of this contest is called the BK as well. You. <laughs> yes. Building for the BK. That's what. <laughs> Don't tell my mom. That's... Watch out real... for trees. She's going to be Watch real upset about trees. this and gangbangers. I know. They like the shoes and they like the radios. Okay, so just they do. They like the radios. They do. They do. All right. It looks like the contest had run for um, many years, and then it was renamed to the Bruce mm. Kelly in honor of. Uh, I may have to look him. into. All right, we 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 gotta. I definitely need to add this to my my list of things here. To build a uh, antique radio and come well, to I mean, I, I like the idea of it being something that's not too difficult, right? That you that anyone can can build this stuff. Like that's super cool. Yeah, right? that's great. Thank you so much for letting us know about this, Adam. I think you've sent Josh down a new rabbit hole. So it, congratulations the, on that. What was the date? Nineteen twenty nine. Nineteen twenty nine. Bruce Kelly? Bruce Kelly, 1929 QSO cool. party. Yeah, and because it's only like CW, I mean, obviously, right? There's no AM back yeah. then. I love it. That's super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Super, super love that. All right, very good. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. We hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving. Yes. We hope, well, I hope. Everybody this. report back what the best recipes they had were. Yeah. Because I'm kind of stuck in a recipe rut right now for Thanksgiving. It's all the same things every year. I like it. It's fine. Don't, okay. Don't, don't, change don't, 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 don't change a thing. Don't change a thing. I hope you all get the chance to, if not do a bit of radio activating or, you know, participating in radio, perhaps share the gift of radio to somebody new. Maybe somebody that comes to a Thanksgiving party or maybe it's a work event or something like that. I think it might be fun if you can uh, share something along with the radio hobby to them. They might find it interesting and maybe they are ham curious. Anyway, <laughs> we have a lot of fun making the podcast and the fact you listen to it means a lot to us. 73. 73. Good night.